What's good? Welcome to First Thing Podcast presented by Bet Rivers. On today's episode of First Thing Podcast, we're going to get into a little Major League Baseball betting at the 15-minute mark. We're also going to break down the commander's wide receiver position. There's a lot more to this position than old number 17, pop it. So we're going to be joined by Stoner from Ref the District. So let's get to it. All right, First Street Podcast presented by Bet Rivers. Make sure you download that Bet Rivers app or go to www.betrivers.com. You must be 21 years or older to play. Do not forget to like and subscribe to the First Street Podcast. Matter of fact, tell a friend to tell a friend and all of y'all subscribe. How about that? Let's bring in the squad so we can get right to this. Hey, Sid, what's good, man? How you doing? Sid, you got this button on your thing that says unmute. Uh, the system muted me when you did the, the, the you back design now. Come on now. Oh, no. No, <laughs> no. no. Try to keep hey, me on mute. It's okay. It's okay. I, I see how it is. Hey, hold on. I need another party. Ant, did that, did to, that to happen keep, to you too? Trying to keep the brother no. on mute. No, hey, 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 you've been on mute for the last five minutes. <laughs> oh, nice. Hey, hold on. Hey, hey, hold on, fellas. Shout out to a real one. I turn 35 tomorrow. Uh, oh. hey, and Pauly, thank you for uh for shouting me and my my youngest Riley, uh my my uh my, my two year old three year old Ava out. But if you try to come and give us any commander gear, it's getting burned like LeBron when he switched over, baby. Oh Lord, Pauly, what you got to say, man? Hell to the W, man. <laughs> hey, bro, hey, I get you a dance uniform too. You know we a unisex, unisex dance team. <laughs> Hey, y'all have a hey, father-daughter combo. The disrespect is so immense. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and now shout out to you. You said tomorrow your birthday? Happy born oh, day, yeah. man. Yeah. Can, hey, can, can, can celebration, baby. It's cancer season. Yeah, sir. We're going <laughs> to definitely toss a couple back. Hey, we're going to bring in my main man, Stoner, from Ref the District. What's good, Stoner? Hey, What's yeah, up? Hold on. hey hold on, Stoner. Hey, you uh, hear that toothpick? I shouted out the dude on his birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, boy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Happy birthday tomorrow. It's tomorrow. Yeah, it's tomorrow. We ain't got no show tomorrow, bro. Happy hey, birthday, text, man. Hey, he got to text me tomorrow, huh, said. Say he got to text me tomorrow. Paulie's birthday is due. I shoot on fireworks every day. And this oh, dude right here forgot Paulie's birthday on July 4th, man. I'm so, hey, it's He going to text me happy 4th of July. Hey, but I said he's <laughs> I said what? what? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Hey Stoner, how's it going, man? Good, good. I don't even know where to jump in with all that. Good oh, Stoner, my God. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh man. Yeah. So listen, listen, listen. The commanders put out a list. Uh we are going on our 90th year in the league, going all the way back to Boston. And there was a big omission, and then they added my guy Trent. Williams. So we're selecting 10 uh, people to be added onto our list of our 80 greatest uh, 
Redskins, football team, commanders, and Trent Williams was omitted. And the team actually heard the fans' outrage. Um, this is not the first mistake that the team has made. It's not the second mistake that the team has made. It's starting to add up a lot, right? Uh, like, how do we feel about this? I'm, I'm going to ask you, Stoner. I'm going to start off with you, bro. I think it's a little bit overblown because we're not kind of on the inside of all these other teams and the and the silly mistakes that they make on their website or or sort of celebrations that they have. I don't know. I thought it was a little bit overblown. It was a definite omission, but to kind of build it on top of the other stuff, we let's let's talk about their sexual assault allegations and their stadium issues and their owners and GMs and all that other stuff. That's a big deal. Leaving guys off or misspelling, I don't think it's that big of a deal. And they fixed it. They heard it and they fixed it. So let's move on. Yeah. Yeah, Paul. Hey, Stoner, Stoner, you just said something, man, that had me thinking. Like, like you know, you know, you know, Dan and the boys, Dan and them, Dan and them is devious, man. Hmm. Maybe they doing that on purpose hmm. because you know, you know, he just said, you know, oh, he's gonna uh, appear before the committee, hmm. you know. So maybe they doing these mistakes on purpose, you know, that way to throw them off the trail of talking about him going and doing this interview with the committee, you know, but. Or maybe he ain't that damn smart to do it anyways. But either or, you're right, though. This is not what we should be talking about when it comes to organizational mistakes. We yeah. should be talking about the sexual harassment thing that has, hasn't has been settled. You know what I mean? So I'm 100 with you because it's not, it's not really a big deal to me, man. I, I could care less. It's just we got people in uprage because it just seems like one dumbass mistake after another. After so. another. Yeah, it's just they're just dumbass mistakes. That's where I'm at with it, too. It's like, <laughs> hey, literally, you can't pull out a, a dictionary and be like, hey, that's all good. Uh, spell check. They yeah. got this thing called Grammarly. It's amazing. It helps me all the time. Right. I don't know about y'all, but Grammarly's a beast. The butcher coming. Yeah. Shout yeah, out, no. G, for the shop. <laughs> Say it was good, man. How you feeling? I ain't nothing to it, man. You're right, though, man. It's, it's, at some point, you would think they would uh, uh, have somebody check the other person before they put something out. Somebody check this one way or the other, you know, like the misspelling wise. But, you know, it's just, you know, essential sauce should be out in front. But, I mean, I, I still understand the misspelling because it's like, okay, wait a minute. You had all year to get this right. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not like it's not. It's not like it was made up overnight. You know, boom. Who's this? No, sometimes yeah, I yeah. think that's what they do. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they're doing. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. I, I mean, it can be resolved. You know, but but that, that, like you said, that sexual assault thing is out there. Hey. And they're trying to they're trying to get away from it fast as can, but it's not going away. And, and are there any uh, uh misspellings coming out of the star? Not that I know of. That's why we're the most valuable franchise in all of the world. <laughs> nope. 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 As Commanders fans, we don't see those small, innocent little mistakes on websites and misspellings and things like that. But how Cowboys do you fans see it? Year. How do you right? Get there you go. There you go. 
and I think, I mean, I think at the end of the day, it's, you know, it's human error, but it's like, how can you make so many so yeah. consistently? So consistently is the problem. These money doesn't equate to smarts. And we just got to understand that too. You know what I'm saying? You can be the richest and just be smart enough to put the right people around you. This type of stuff is happening, is going to happen. Is is It can't say it's not a big deal, but it's like, if you've seen it once, you'll see it again. I mean, guys come out with misspellings on their jerseys and such, you know, things like that. That happens, you know, oh, that, that once a month or whatever. All yeah. teams do that in all sports. Just things like that. That I mean, it's 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 kind of embarrassing, but it's really not that big of a deal because you're dealing with humans. Humans make yeah. errors, and, and and I thought it was a little overblown. That's kind of why I, I'm giving them a pass on this one. I don't give them a pass for a lot of the other stuff, but this one I give them a pass. All right, gigantic so. franchises too. You know, it's like. That's the worst. It's like Joe Biden getting up there and, and said, read this again. You know, it's like, <laughs> right. read this line. It's like, dude, you could have picked the worst time to actually make this mistake. And it's going to be so overblown because of who you are in the spotlight you're in right now. Mm-hmm. That's right. We just lost said because of the internet connection. I don't know what's going on. Said's <laughs> probably restarting his router, but it's okay. We'll push on. We will push on. Uh, so, Stoner. Mm-hmm. Who would have been the automatics for you off of that list? You know, now that they've added Trent, uh, who were the automatics for you? Are you talking about just for for like the nineties? The nineties, the ninety team, yeah. That the, oh. the, the ten that, or if if you don't have a full ten, I'm I'm good with that. But yeah, let me, oh, I mean, go, I mean, Trent Williams is an obvious one. I mean, he's he's a first ballot Hall of Famer, so I don't know how they left that one off, but. Probably some bad blood there or something like that, but right. I mean, Trent, Trent Williams would be my number one guy from the '90s. But uh, you know, there's a big debate about RG three whether his one year of major success qualifies him for that. I don't think so, but I think he's got to be on the list to at least people to decide. Uh, but for sure, I mean, the Trent Williams and the Kirk Cousins and the Santanas and the uh portis i don't even portis was uh portis was is in the last on. 10 years yeah he's in the last 10 okay yeah guys so like we that cooley you got cooley you got um kerrigan care yep okay so london d hall alpha morrison uh joe levine Lavert. i can't say his last name the butcher as paulie would say it um <laughs> trent williams is on there now chris cooley kirk cousins Santana Moss, they added RG3, Ryan Kerrigan, mm-hmm. uh, Daryl Grant, Chip Low Miller, uh, London Fletcher, Mike Sellers, uh, Champ Bailey, and Stephen Davis. So for me, I'm I'm automatically I'm I'm going London Fletcher for real. He was mm-hmm. a tackling machine. Trent Williams is an automatic for me. Uh Santana is. Um Mike Sellers. I, I, I don't know, man. I, I I'm I'm stuck here when it comes to Mike Sellers. And uh, Daryl Grant, I gotta have Daryl Grant on there. Man. You stuck? If yeah, you I'm stuck, good. if you stuck, then you know he shouldn't be up there. Uh, because yeah. truthfully, truthfully, I take Darrell Young. I take Darrell Young over Mike Sellers. Hmm. hmm. That's a good debate right there, Polly. That's a good debate. Um, I I think D Hall, Alpha Morrison, um, Stephen Davis. Like I said, those guys they going on, and definitely Tana. Tana. Uh, which what? Who, who do you think uh, automatics for you, Paulie, without even having to think? 
London Fletcher, Santana Moss, Daryl Grant. Daryl Grant should have been on the 80. Should have been in there. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, Trent Williams. Um, the whole thing, you know, all the controversy about the whole Trent Williams thing. I mean, listen, man, that was, that was real easy. All they had to say was no active players. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? You, you know, not not non-active player list because I'm not even mad at them for initially leaving leaving Trent off the list, man. It's still early in the game, you know. I, I'm I'm still hurt by the fact that now three years later he's the best left tackle in the league. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and, and what's crazy about it was a lot of us was yelling three years ago. He's the it's best good. left tackle in the league. Mm-hmm. Pay him his money. You know what I mean? Regardless of whatever's going on, like he's the best left tackle. And then we have a lot of people in the area saying that, uh, oh well, he hasn't even uh, made a, a all pro. He's okay. The guy out there in Philly is probably was better. And, and your boy out there in Dallas was probably better. But now all of a sudden he's the best left tackle in the league and it's in a and a sure shot for the Hall of Fame, man. So ten, I would have left him off right now. And I ten years from now. After he's retired and all that is is, is gone, then we could have put him on the on on the hundred list. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, list. Yeah. So for me, here's one that I didn't know until we started looking back. Is Doc Walker's not on this list? The head. Well, I'm not gonna call him the head hog. That was that was Joe Bugle, but the hog is not on this list. Again. How do we overlook the people that's closest to us, man? Doc moved from the West Coast, drafted by Cincinnati, and comes out here in a trade, and he's been nothing but the dude, man. Doc should be on this list as well. He should already be in the list of uh, one of the greatest 90 uh, uh, Redskins, commanders, you know, whatever. What do y'all have to say about that? Listen, man. I mean, this is basically me, you, and Stone conversation. You know, you don't know if you could just <laughs> pause their pause way up out of there. Hey, I think, you know what I mean? Hey, but uh, I listen, as far as Doc go, man, I mean, the, the problem with they're not looking at Doc don't roll off your tongue as pause as uh, one of the greatest is because he never had, outside of what you just said and being the leader of the fun bunch, he doesn't have a whole handful of, uh, exciting plays that's on tape. You know, Doc did the dirty work. Yeah, you know did. what I mean? He did the dirty work. Him him, and, and Donnie Warren. You know what I mean? They was the dirty work guys. You know, but most definitely Doc, you know what I'm saying, is, is one of the greatest one of the greatest of uh, one of the greatest up there. And, and, and what's also crazy about that toothpick is every time they have something dealing with the, uh, the Redskins of the past, they'll always invite Doc. Oh, like he's one of the first guys, one of the first ones that gets the info, one of the first guys they, they talk to, one of the first guys they get a jacket to, and all this other stuff. So regardless of how they felt, that, that should even be put to a question. He should have just been up there regardless. But like I said, I, I, when it comes to the fans, I think it's just more or less he's not the first thought because he don't have a handful of highlighted plays that you think of when you think of Doc Walker. So, yeah, he just doesn't have the stats either. He doesn't have these stats yeah, to pop out. Yeah. Hey, I got he, did the dirty, he did the dirty work. Mm-hmm. I got something for y'all, though. Hey, or, 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 or that John Riggins run against the Dolphins. Who yeah. was leading the way? Who that's was the man exactly, keeping the man out? You know what I mean? That's exactly did, what I was going to say. That's exactly he did, what I was He did the dirty work. He did the dirty work on one of the most prolific plays in all of the NFL. Doc is and you know what? And you know what? You need players like that. 
Sure. You know what I mean? You need your, you need your dot walkers, your Moose Johnsons of the world, the dudes that's going to do the dirty work. You know what I mean? Indeed. Indeed. You absolutely do. We are at that 15-minute mark, so y'all know what that means. Uh, it's time to play a little bit of uh, Who You Got, right? And um, Bro, we got to change that name. <laughs> who You Got? <laughs> who, you, who you got? Oh man, hold on, wait. There we go. All right. So we got this up here. We got three games for you tonight. We got uh the San Diego Padres, the Colorado Rockies is our first one, and uh the win line for the Padres is minus one fifty five. That run line is always set at one and a half, but the run line for the San Diego Padres is plus one hundred two. The over is minus one hundred five, and that's 11 runs total, 11 runs total. Colorado's line is plus 132. Uh, their run line is minus 121, and the under is set at minus 114. Minus 114. Stoner's going to go a little wild. He's going to do some other things. So, Stoner, you going first. Who you got? Uh, I'm just going to go a little bit off of the, the, main, uh, the main page there and, and throw a little – Numbers out at you. They got Clevenger is pitching for the Padres tonight. Yeah, he's sir. terrible. He's he's pitched one other time against Colorado and pitched two innings. They went five for ten against him in those two innings. So he's back in Colorado again. Colorado's you know they like to hit the ball everywhere. But I'm just going to do a little money line and run parlay. All right. Oh, so I've got the uh, the Padres to win the game. And the total score will be over 11 and a half runs. You like the over. Yeah, yeah oh, over right. 11 and a half. It's in Colorado. Yep. The the Rockies pitcher, he's terrible too. He's got like a six something ERA. So these two, <laughs> these two teams are gonna just run it up over 11 and a half. <laughs> and with the Padres winning, that's plus 240. That little parlay right there. That's uh that's pretty good value. So Hey, That's get that in. Hey, he's giving this to you here with plenty of time to parlay that. Uh, Stoner, he ain't nobody, man. Not like he Jimmy the damn Greek or somebody. <laughs> he's giving it to you. Hey, he's giving it to you. <laughs> I just did my homework. <laughs> All right. Uh, Paulie, who you got? Hey, same thing Stoner just said. Give me Colorado in that plus, but definitely the over on the runs, man. Oh, all right. See, look at that. Look at that. Definitely the over on the runs. Say it. Who you got? Man, Colorado has been stinging up the joint. Give me them Padre to beat the brakes off of them in Colorado. I'm definitely going to win now. Uh-oh. Seth only picks the Dodgers right. Hey, you better go back. And, you better go back and check the, the last few games. See who don't won now before you toss. Yeah, out. yeah, you pick the Dodgers every time. That was easy. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I, why am I gonna pick against the Dodgers? I know they're gonna win. You pick the Dodgers every time. That was easy, bro. You pick against the Dodgers. Oh my God! Holy said San Diego money line. Drew we said San Diego money line. Bruce is saying uh, Clevenger ERA is three point three four, and Gumbados. Yeah, he said the same thing. Uh, the over looks great. The over looks good, is what he said. Uh, who you got, Ant? San Diego win line. I was, I was, I didn't know where Stoner was going for a second because I'm like, is for Clevenger to be so terrible, his numbers beat the other guy in every single category. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you know, San Diego's clearly a better team. I think Clevenger will still get the job done. 
Just take the win line. I don't want to touch none of the other stuff. Uh, hey, uh, tell you what. I, I like the over. Stoner, you made all the sense in the world. You made all the sense in the world. Um, I am definitely going to go with the San Diego Padres uh, minus the one and a half. I'm going to take oh, the yeah, so All y'all that took the Padres, huh? I'm gonna start calling Stoner D though, because he got mind control over y'all. <laughs> he went with Colorado. <laughs> oh, you with Colorado? Yeah, he went with Colorado. Oh, hey, so I right. everything oh. Stoner said. That's what we rolling with. <laughs> oh, I got oh, I got the Padres uh and, oh, and over. Oh, you talking I, about I, 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 I correct it, correct it. And I thought he had the, uh, the Padres in the over, and I got Colorado in the over. Like I said, he got power control over you guys. I'm just saying, man, the Padres got some bats, so yeah, they and do. they play in Colorado. That's right. Colorado and Colorado always got bats in Colorado, yeah, and the Padres' pitchers suck. That true too. That's true too. All so right, I guess we'll just have to see. Huh? Yeah, our next game on the board is the Houston Cheater. I mean Astros versus the Los Angeles Angels, right here. The Angels here. Uh, so here's Houston's line, minus 129. Their run line is plus 132. And the over is set at eight with the over of minus 109. The Angels are uh, plus 110. And their run line is minus 157. And the under is minus 109. Stoner, you're up first, man. Who you got? Well, Tani's pitching tonight for the Angels. So you got to take that in consideration. However, don't However. overthink it. The Angels are terrible. The Astros are, once again, the one of the best teams in the American League. It's still hard to get used to calling them an American League team. but It is, man. It is. But they are. And uh, so don't overthink this one, right? Just take the uh, Astros on the uh, uh, on the run line there where you're giving up minus uh, one and a half minus runs, one and right? Half. Yep. So what? Plus 132 for that, you plus said? Plus 132. Plus yep. 132. Just take the Astros. Don't overthink it. It's it's Otani, but the Angels are terrible. They've got two of the best players in baseball, and they are terrible. Imagine so that. The hey, they ain't got two things that match. <laughs> Peanut butter, no jelly. Ham, no burger. Say it, who you got? Man, I know Houston are playing in a small uh-huh. little small stadium in Houston this week, but them boys still hit the ball a lot, a lot of ground balls, oh. a lot of, a lot of dinks. So I'm going, I'm going with these Astros to go ahead and do their thing with the Angels, send the Angels on their way. Because the Astros, the, uh, Astros are pretty close to the wild card, if I remember correctly. I get a chance to pull it up. I think All they're right. pretty close to the wild card, uh, according to the standards. So they Astros need to win anyway. the division. Yeah, Astros yeah, they are. They're the division. They're like 13 games they, up. Yeah, they're one of the top like three. Just yeah, like they're, the they're a dominant team again. Paulie, yeah, who they, you got? Everything Stoner said. Everything, <laughs> Stoner. That's smart, man. We want that same. Stoner's my guy, Stoner's my guy man. Work. I want that sandwich he got. All right. I want that sandwich he got, man. That's my guy. Uh, Drew said Houston money line and the under. Hey, Ant, who you got? Actually, it's not. It's Noah Syndergaard pitching tonight. Oh, for Houston? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's Noah Houston? Syndergaard pitching no, no, for, uh, for, for, uh, for Los Angeles. For the, for the, yeah, for, uh, and, and, and these oh, really? guys. Yeah, and these guys and, was pitching. and Noah isn't having a good year. Oh, I'm about to say they about to light his ass up. 
he's not having a good year, but his number, the number, the 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 guys don't have good numbers against him. So I'm actually picking the, the upset on this one. So we, you know, I I I want it's at you know it's at uh L A as well. So uh, yeah, I'm taking the upset here. Hmm. I think Noah gonna put something together. I think I think uh I, I think Houston's a big ball hitter. Pause and and, and Noah throws that hard ball, jumps off your back. It's gonna be some fireworks tonight. Yeah. Hey, Paulie, okay. you you got the same sandwich. Ant went. Uh, uh, everybody went right. It's my pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paulie, they got that killer in L.A. Houston out there getting some of that. Uh, I'm rolling. <laughs> I'm rolling with Houston plus the one thirty two as well. Houston had the killer first. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> all right. Our last right. game today is the Arizona Diamondbacks versus the San Francisco Giants. This is in uh, San Francisco. The here are the lines for you. Arizona's win line is plus 180. Run line is minus 124. The over is uh, set at eight at minus 103. San Francisco's line is minus 215 with the run line of plus 105 and an under of minus 118. All right, Stoner, educate us, bro. Well, first of all, who cares about this particular game other than betters, right? <laughs> Shout out, Bear Rivers. Diamonds Shout out, Bear Rivers. And, and Giants. Uh, I'm just going to go with the over, minus 103. I know it's I'm taking, a, uh, you know, kind of the favorite on that. I'm losing a little money on that, losing a little juice. Uh, but that's what I'm going to take. I'm taking the uh, over in that game. Dallas Keuchel, I believe, is pitching. Uh, I'm pretty uh, ticked off because I was looking at the uh, who's pitching for the Angels and, and the site I was using, and I wasn't using Bet Rivers. That's my fault. Got to use uh, them. Right. Use I should have been using them. See what happened when you don't use Bet That's Rivers, right. bro? I was using a different See site. What happened? pitching. Then I went to uh, Bet Rivers, and they had the correct pitcher, Syndergaard. There you uh, go. So Shout I'm, out Bet Rivers for all the updates and stats. Keep so I'm assuming Keuchel is pitching for Arizona. That that one is correct, and he's terrible. So uh, just a lot of runs will be scored. I got the over. Got the over. And who you got? San Francisco win line. Give me the over. Like he said, Keuchel is terrible. You know, they're going to have to put him down sooner or later. So uh, why not get it started tonight? Why not? Paulie, who you got? <laughs> I got the D backs, bro. Pause. You know what I mean? All y'all, y'all, all y'all bagging on Kaiko. Kaiko will come up, come out here and have a good night tonight. Okay. You know what I mean? Not He gonna hold on to that job tonight. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you ain't sending me down to AAA. Yeah, <laughs> 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 that bus. Yeah. Right. You get designated for Give me Diamondbacks and, and the under on the runs. Diamondbacks in the under. Say who you got. Man, I don't like neither one of these teams. <laughs> you know what? Look, you look, I don't have a corner. I can flip it, and, and whoever get heads is the one I'm going to pick. Since Giants is the home team, I'm going to go with the Giants. How about that? How about that? Say you, you hit us with a stat. <laughs> I don't you like neither one of these about Maybe two weeks ago when you said that San Francisco is terrible on the road and they went at home. So just off of that fact alone – I'm going with San Francisco to win this thing at home because both of these teams are terrible, right? So, so, so that's where I'm going with that. Oh man! Oh man! 
All right, I'm gonna clean up these stats. I'm gonna clean up this uh this chat real fast, man. Let's go. Uh, Bruce was the first one in the building today, followed by our guy Kyle. He has something to say to say it. <laughs> say it. I'm shake Kyle. I see him in person. You gonna shake, you gonna shake him? Oh, I thought you said shake him. Kyle <laughs> uh, also said that the that that the commanders are bush league for making all these mistakes, and then uh we got that happy birthday shout out to you, big dog, and from my main man Drew. Uh, Kyle, all for all week, baby. Yeah, he said, uh, Trent Williams is, is, and this is this is fact right here. Trent Williams is the first tackle to, to reach the 99 status in Madden, 99 overall in Madden. Come mm-hmm. on, man, we had that on our squad and we don't know more. So, everybody helped pick up, pick up some games. And guess who is in the building? Football guys in the building, up to the and I say. And I say, y'all don't deserve to have a left tackle with 99 rating. That's why he's out in 49 and late. <laughs> but, but, but if we're being honest, it had a lot more to that story than, you know what I'm saying, just not paying the man. So yeah. Well, that's true. Hey, and, well, and, and a lot of people are arguing that he's the best player in football. Not even, nope. not just tackle, like the best player. Like that is a widespread thing. So that's that got to hurt the lose. Because you can't. Ain't nobody talking about him being the best player in the league. Stop oh, no, it, seriously. No, 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 seriously. I'm being, I'm being serious. Nobody arguing about him being the best player in the league. They say he, he, they, they're arguing about him being the best lineman in the league, yeah. But not the best hey, player in the league. Know Stop it. Stop it, man. Stop indulging. Anybody don't sting it. They don't sting. It don't sting. That was three years ago. He gone. Yeah, I think we over the stone. Uh, you know what I mean? We walked out the door. <laughs> it stung when he, hey, hey, the, the, the door stung my nose when he first slammed it three years ago. Right now is an afterthought, man. We only Paulie, bringing it up bro. because it's bringing up this 90 stuff. Paulie, Paulie, hold on. Did it? I got to ask you a question because I think me, you, and Sanchez was on the on, on, on the podcast when he led the uh, 49ers out of the tunnel with the dude that had the big radio and him and Devo was coming down. Like, oh, that hurt. <laughs> that, that hurt right there. Look, look at the dude with the monster radio and the playoffs and they coming out. Oh, man, that hurt. That hurt, man. Hey, man. It hurt. It hurt seeing him at the podium looking like Debo for real. Look, look, uh, as, uh, looking like Suge Knight. You know what I mean? With, <laughs> with his, with his, with his uh, eight carat 24-inch chain out there, Joey. That's when it hurt. Yeah, the, and, and we and we missed that attitude. You know what I mean? Yeah. Come on, man. Trent was yeah, our guy, bro. All right. Let's jump into some wide receivers. Y'all ready to do this? Oh, yeah. Uh, let's go. Oh, football God just... What, what, what happened football God? Okay. He'll come back. He went to heaven. When he comes back, we will bring him back in. <laughs> was that? Oh, he said, "Was that the same game?" Polly slipped on the ice. I think it might have been. I think it might have been Corey. I think it might have been. Hey, we're gonna start with our rookies, but we're not gonna start with the rookie. Okay. All right. Ah. Oh. I'm going to save that one right there. Let's get to this one right here. Let's get to this rookie right here. This guy's name is Kendra McGowan. He's wearing number 83. He's 5'11", 198 pounds. He's a rookie out of Georgia Tech. Now, this guy right here transferred from Northwestern where he amassed a lot, a lot of targets. My guy had uh, a pretty good year when he was at Northwestern. He had uh, 773 yards, two touchdowns, and then he transferred to Georgia Tech, where he only scored. Oh, he had 37 catches, 400 and 
67 yards and seven touchdowns. He had a career high in touchdowns, but Georgia Tech is a running school. He had to know that before he transferred, Man. or why else would he go there, hmm. right? Um, so this guy hasn't reached his potential, but he's one of those guys that uh, stayed in school, matured, and he's a polished route runner. The question is, does he have what it takes to make this roster and scratch himself out uh, a spot on this roster? Stoner, we start with you. You the guest, man. Yeah, I, you're going to hear this a lot for the first few guys that you're going to bring up, and he is such a non-factor. He is a jag. He is a guy that, you know, that we don't – that we're going to talk about now that we'll never hear from again. Look, he's an incredible athlete. He's done some amazing things. Relatively speaking, though, he doesn't belong on the field with the guys who are going to actually be playing. So I just think that him and some of the other guys, like I said, that you're going to mention are just irrelevant. They're just practice bodies. They're just guys out there to fill out the 90-man roster. They're not going to be a part of this football team. I got you. And he, he was a guy that, I watched the whole film, the whole highlight film on, and it was cool, but it wasn't anything that stuck out. You know, if I got to watch the whole film and it's not because I'm intrigued by something that stuck out, I don't see it. And he's not a big guy. He's kind of, you know, just average run-of-the-mill kind of size when it comes to a receiver. I don't see it being much in that. Okay. Okay, say it. Uh, well, First of all, he transferred to Georgia Tech. That tells you everything he needs to know. Georgia Tech had one wide receiver come out of that name, Megatron. That's about it. That's it. He now, left early. They're just, they're just <laughs> the offensive scheme they run. They're, they're run first offensive scheme, and the problem was they didn't have the pieces to get the offense, uh, offense to work, and the head coach was talking trash, so everybody piled on them. <laughs> so – even when they got the ball, they were trying to get the ball back to their offense so they can score more points. Um, that being said, the tape that he had is mediocre. Uh, like Stoner said, he's going to be a camp body. If he can go out there and camp and show something, you know, maybe special teams, but as of right now, he's a camp body. He got he to gotta show something camp. special for them to keep him. I mean, it's a simple Camp body. Camp body. Gotcha. That's all he is. Camp body. All right. <clears throat> now – Stoner, you just said something, man. You said these guys are camp bodies. This next name I'm about to bring up, you got a shot. So you're telling me he's got a shot, all right? So you're telling Jacquez, me there's a chance. There's a chance, right? <laughs> Jaquez Izzard, I think that's his name. Jacquez, camp body. Wearing number 84. He's 5'10", 195 pounds. He's 24 years old. He's a rookie out of Sam Houston State, transferred from – Howard University. Now, my guy Quez here. Huh, let's get to it. Quez in his career with Howard University, 32 games, 143 yards, uh, 143 receptions, 2,213 uh, yards, 23 touchdowns, average 15.5 per reception. He had uh, 28 kick returns, an uh, average of 20.8 yards. At Sam Houston, 32 games, so he's a senior. Um, 32 games, 78 receptions, 1,465 yards, 15 touchdowns, 22.4 per. He also had uh, 18 punt returns for 314 yards and two punt returns with a long of 80. Now, this guy is small in stature but explosive. His coaches speak of him saying that they've never 
seeing anybody just go so zero good. to sixty. And his ability to just get in the end zone is un un unbelievable, man. This guy is <laughs> a phenomenal player. I am impressed by this guy. <laughs> I really am. Uh, listen, you just got to watch the tape. I can't call. Listen, can't call this guy a camp body. I think it'll be easy for him to make special teams. And like I said uh, earlier in pregame, I believe that if he sees the field, it's going to be hard to take him off the field. Mm. Those numbers stick out. He has done like, dude. He's he's going up in traffic. He he's 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 breaking away. He's a big body. I told I, to me, I said he reminds me of Anquan. He was Wait, he's not five ten is not a big body. We the last guy is five eleven. I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about tall. I mean, he's got he's got decent size on him. That it uh, the the trend with you guys that I've seen from a lot of your receivers. If you just go down the list, you only got two guys over six foot Facts. out of thirteen receivers. Facts. And so you y'all like a lot of the guys who play big. You know, guys that are good in traffic. You know what I'm saying? And he's one of those guys to be a rookie. I think he will, he's going to have to have his bumps and his learning curves, but I like this guy to actually be a part of this team. That's I, I see that. I, I really do. But what do I know? Stop. I'm not a <laughs> there's, there's zero, less than zero chance that he's a part of this 53 man roster or any kind of roster for this team. He's a camp body. He was playing a guy playing against guys that looked like me when he was in college. That's how he racked up all those stats. Jarrett Patterson had seven touchdowns in one game and had all those incredible stats. You get to the NFL, it's a different ball game. You're playing against men. He was playing against boys all those times. So unless unless you stand out against big time competition, I'm not giving you much chance. If there are, I can count on one hand probably of guys who came from small schools and became stars or even well, we, everyday players. Well, we had one. We had Brian Keith Mitchell. Okay, right? that's right? one. Now, now this and guy played quarterback. There was about seven hundred. You're absolutely right. Didn't make it. But if this kid shows something in practice, goes out, mm -hmm. and and then does something on special teams because that's how he's got to make the team to make mm -hmm. the field. You got to do something on special teams. We keep saying this, right? We said this about all the right. D backs that we had, right? Them D backs better go get in line and, mm -hmm. and, and catch some balls, some, some punts, some kickoff returns and things like that. You better try to unemploy Jared Patterson by returning something to the house. I don't care if it's kicked 20 yards deep in the end zone. You better go up in the stands, catch it and run it out. Yeah. You got to get somebody's better. attention though. He's a camp body, man. You want to bet a 50 body. spot on it? Whoa. Ooh, whoa. whoa. Big. I, whoa. I was actually uh, going to throw a block. 20 spot out there, but he went 50. All right. So block. what's what, – Hey, what this is? ain't my team. This I ain't know, my right? team. That's I even like worse. This guy. I like this guy, man. I'm telling you. you so you say hey, you, hey, you tell that to Shannon Sharp. You tell that to Shannon Sharp. Like, these, mm -hmm. it's not – of course, there are your few guys that are going to stick out at the smaller universities, but – that doesn't mean that a lot of the time. What was the what was the little guy that played for Chicago, the running back? Yeah, the guy who just tore his Achilles him. again. Cohen. Uh, yeah, oh Tariq Cohen. Yeah, yeah. Cohen. Some of these guys, some of these guys stand out because they're good enough. It's not because yeah. you know the grades sucked or you know 
They weren't the smartest. Yeah, I'm like, all right, yeah, I like this Here's the problem. This is a very strong receiving core, especially the first five, and then you get all the way to seven. You've got to – I don't see how you're going to unseat any of those guys in those top seven. So if we're talking about if he's going to make the 53-man squad, I just don't see it that they're going to keep him over – if you're just talking about special teams like Bruce is talking mm-hmm. about there, mm-hmm. you're going to you're going to take him over guys who have already proven that they can do special teams. And they've already they brought in guys to return punts. They brought in uh uh Erickson yeah, to we do get that. Into him. You know, a guy who's been doing it for 7 years. So it's going to take I mean, he's going to have to really 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 overcome a huge log jam of players and he really has to stand out i just don't i i'm going with the odds on this it's not personal against him i'm just going with the odds that it's almost impossible for him to do it but there is a way sure there's always and we never heard of steven sims until he broke through in training camp that one year and made the roster next thing you know he's starting in the slot but, so hey, it Stone, happens. Hey, Stoner, I don't know if it's not personal. Are you jealous because he went to Howard and you didn't? <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> he went, listen to the schools that he went to, though. I mean, Howard and Georgia Tech, the, the young man's got some intelligence. Definitely. Sam Houston State. Go to those yeah, yeah. Well, you, schools. Well, you, okay, there's Paulie. You know, the, the, the thing being that the, the guy, you know, as I was, I went back and you know, I looked at some, some more stuff on him. The guy has, he has uh, a decent will. So if he can apply that, you know, to special teams, like we're saying, you know, he averaging over 20 yards of return, you know, that's, that's, that's a big return in NFL. If you can get 20 yards, you know, just think about it, you know, that's, you know, that's 35, 40 yard lines far in position. If he can come out and apply that to, to the, to, you know, the system, he might be able to make a special team. Yeah. But like Stoner said, y'all, y'all wire, y'all first five wide receivers is deep, tough. It's going to be hard to crack those first five. So yeah. if he can so come you, out and do that, then he he has a possibility. Because I mean, I got one of my squad, Patterson. Mm-hmm. That's that's what Patterson was known for. You know, why I know kickoff returns. All these teams he went to with kickoff returns, and then sporadically people will put him in that slot mm-hmm. or running back. You know, now he not now he's a full knife in Atlanta. Slot, running back, tight end, kick returns. Yeah. He's still mm-hmm. doing it all. So it's a possibility. Polly, we talk about Jacquez. We talk about Jacquez Izzard. Izzard. Yeah, Jacquez Izzard, number 84, 5'10, 195, 24 years old, rookie out of Sam Houston State, went to Howard University. Uh, we're talking about the best way that he could possibly make the team, which is looking like, uh, I mean, he's explosive. He's fast. Uh, I forgot to give y'all my man's 40 time, too. Are you going to trust him to return to, to field a punt? and return it in the NFL in week one, or are you going to trust uh, Alec Erickson, who's been doing it for seven years in the NFL? Ooh, I got something for you about that. First of all, he ain't going to do it neither. That's going to be Danny Johnson's job. Or Danny but, Johnson or whomever. But uh, in saying that, man, this dude, you know, I heard I caught on the tail end of what y'all were saying. Uh, most definitely he's going to have to stand out of preseason. Uh, one thing about free agent wide receivers, you got to show, first of all, you got good hands. You know what I mean? Then you have to show that you can be some type of contributor on special teams. And like you said, uh, with the, how, the, how the roster is cur- currently constructed, 
this is going to be a five receiver team on the on the depth chart mm-hmm. for the 53. You know, yeah. so he's definitely playing for a practice squad position. And, you know, he just got to go out there and ball out, you know. And, and players like him, you know, it's about putting good film on tape and, and hopefully, hopefully making that practice squad. You know, and if somebody gets hurt uh, at the wide receiver position or somebody gets hurt and uh, whoever is, is handling the, the punt return, kick returns duties, you know, they're you know expecting to, to plug a player like him, like him in there for a game, a game or two to see how he does. So, you know, I ain't going to say cut, but uh, definitely just fighting for a practice squad position. Cut. Practice squad, that means they're going to put, some, put some, de- <laughs> some, some, some developmental into him. But here are his cons, uh, according to our guy, Burgundy and Gold. Shout out Burgundy and Gold, man. Um, we got you in our thoughts and prayers, bro. Uh, yeah, your body at times rather than extending. Uh, concerns, uh, concentration laps, which leads to uncontested drops. But he says slight, limited catch oh. raises and size overall impacts oh. early. Uh has his room to add more size and everything like that, but he's easily stonewalled when facing press coverage, which is something in the NFL you got to do. You got to be able to beat that man coverage, but hopefully with some uh, coaching, we can get him up there. All right. Our next wide receiver that's a rookie is one that everybody's been talking about. He's wearing number one. His name is Josh Dotson, not to be confused with, I'm sorry, Jahan Dotson, (laughs) not to be confused with Josh Dotson. He's wearing number one. He's 5'11", 182 pounds. He's 22 years old. He's a rookie out of Penn State. Now, everybody saw the one-handed catch versus Ohio State. Said, you know, one of my big, big things is who did they play against and who did they show out against? When you play in the caliber of corner that Ohio State has and you still put the numbers and doing things like that, you got to be able to do they don't got no good corners at Ohio State. <laughs> wait, Paulie, wait. <laughs> that's all they got at Ohio State. <laughs> they put out one good corner, man. That's Lattimore. No, Lattimore was there with uh oh that whole that whole secondary got drafted, Paulie. I don't care about getting drafted. What they doing? Lattimore's on the dude. I see balling. Lattimore is a beast. I can't lie. Lattimore uh. is a beast, but you got Jeff Okuda who needs a bounce back here right now. Who? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I need to bounce back here. Ain't yeah, doing nothing hurt. in the league. He was hurt last year. That's why he needs okay. to bounce back. Him, yeah. and, him and Chase, they, they, he was hurt. Um, we get into Ohio State right now. We talking about this. Uh, our first draft pick out. Of- we shall be getting to Ohio State real soon, though, baby. It's almost college football season too. Yeah. Stoner, what you got on Jahan? Well, it, the, some of the things you were talking about there, like against Ohio State. Uh, also to be noted is that the quarterback who was throwing to him was garbage and he was still putting up the kind of numbers that he put up, which, you know what I mean? I mean, they had nobody throwing him the so ball. So he should feel right at home. <laughs> so he should feel home with Carson. Uh, but you know what you, what I always do when I look at guys in training camp and in uh, they haven't had training camp yet, but in the OTAs and all that stuff, Guys who stand out, guys who pop, the Mm -hmm. the beat reporters who are impressed with certain guys and what they're doing, in the same way that there are guys who don't pop and you're like, oh, this is going to be trouble, right? But he popped in training camp or or in OTAs with a lot of guys around him. Terry wasn't there, but he had some of the other uh, mainstays on this team at receiver, and he was by far, by all accounts, he was the best receiver. So 
that is impressive when you're a rookie learning a new offense with a quarterback you've never played with. All of those things combined, I think he's going to be a star, but not a star, not an NFL star. He's not going to be a pro bowl or anything like that. He's going to be a star with this team. Meaning, I mean, he's not going to have like 80 catches and 1,200 yards, but he's going to be exactly what you think he's going to be. He's going to catch everything around him, and he's going to make plays when he's needed. And so this is exactly what this offense needed to support Carson Wentz and to be a better football team. Really, really excited about Jahan Dotson. All right. Flash. You're excited. Wait, so you're excited about a guy who you said isn't going to even get 80 catches? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I I like the guy. Um, if you watch him on film, he's always making big plays, getting downfield, great in space. Uh, I think that is something, like you said, good hands. All around going to be a solid player. Uh, as I look at this roster, I know we're, we're two or three deep here. I think – Forget the Eagles. I think that Washington Washington has a real potential to be a problem if everything works together. And this receiving core, if you look at the guys that, that y'all have amassed, it's got to all come together. Of course, Carson's mind got to be right. The receivers got to do what they do. But they you talking about Dotson. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but they straight but, away. But, it looks good though. He looks good, man. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it's something to pay. He's definitely somebody to pay attention to. Mm-hmm. Paulie, go. Everything's thrown a set. <laughs> hey. Nah, nah. But um, listen, man. I, I listen. Uh, I hey, look, man. I hate lists. I hate beat writers even more. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't care what a beat writer saying. You tell me he's the best receiver out there, bro. He's not better than Curtis Samuels at this point. He's not even a better re- receiving threat uh, than J.D. McKiskey at this point. Well, what you're seeing is his raw fundamental talent. You know what I mean? When you start getting out there on the field and you're going up against Lattimore's, when you're going up against Slay, when you're going up against – um um. What's my man they, they just picked up from the Giants? The Eagles just picked up from the Giants. Ah, uh, the one that we wanted, right? Oh, yeah, no, 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 but you know what I'm talking about. When you going up against the digs of the world, man, it's Barry. a whole different ball game out there. But, Brad, Bradbury. But, Bradbury. Yeah, you going against Bradbury, you going against digs. It's a whole different ball game out there. But, but, when you put them on the field as a combo with a Terry McLaurin mm-hmm. and a Curtis Samuels and a JD McKiskey, then you're right. He becomes the X factor. And that's what we've been looking for. That's what we've been needing. We needed another. Uh, we needed an explosive X factor guy out there. That's right. You know. So so if he we, and it also allows him to bring him along. Slowly. You ain't got to just throw him in there as your number two receiver, as they try to do with a couple of other guys in the past, Deami Brown and uh, AGG, and who wasn't ready to play. You know. So you could kind of bring him along slowly. He's gonna be that third guy. You know. Occasionally he'll be that second guy. You know what I mean? So I'm looking for him to have 45 to 50 catches this year. I'm looking for him to have maybe like 10 to 15 explosive plays. And don't be surprised you see him back there returning a couple of punts every now and again too. So I think he'll have a good he'll have a good uh, uh, rookie campaign. Say it. All right. Uh, I was watching some of the film on on this guy. I mean, I mean, he, he always seemed 
to get open. You know, again, this is college, but against some of the teams, Auburn, Wisconsin, you know, he just always seemed he always just seemed to be open, and he catches the ball. There, I mean, it was, it was a few bad passes that he he had to jump up and risk his life to get, but he did that. But it also showed him catching some short some short plays, making a couple moves, and stringing it out to like 30, 40 yards, which means he's explosive. I mean, uh, that's what the that's what the offense needs. Now, if he goes out and show out in in the preseason, y'all gonna have to try to find a way to hide him. <laughs> you may yeah, have to, you, uh, may have, you may have to well, sign him just to hide him. Well, well, say, he's, he's, he's a first round draft pick. Listen, man, he's gonna see a lot. He's so, not gonna see so, a lot of snaps in the preseason. Anyway. Yeah, I don't think so either. So I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. He he should make this roster. I'm gonna tell you what I've seen. Like. Should make the roster. He's first damn damn draft pick. First he's gonna make the roster, man. Hey, let me add one more thing. Another thing that impressed me with his college uh, college career is he got better every year. You know, each year he got better. That shows me right there that he wasn't just resting on his laurels of having a good a good year uh, the, the previous year. That he worked to get better. And and, and listen to the talk, he has a good head on his shoulders. Plus, you know what I mean. That, that impressed me also. His, his productivity got better each year. His coach said uh, he he has a crazy work ethic. His high school, I'm sorry, his uh, college wide receiver coach said he has a crazy work ethic, which mm-hmm. is also good. I, I I'm gonna tell you something. As much as we we uh, do some crazy things with our rookies in the preseason, I would love to see the Commanders do what Cincinnati did with their first round wide receiver last year. Play him in preseason. Mm-hmm. Remember. Chase had all those drops in the preseason, but during the regular season, my man was catching everything that was coming his way. Mm-hmm. Let him get everything. out there. Get them drops out of the way. Get them out of the way now. Get the, the speed of the game, even though it's going to go up in regular season. Play this guy and do not be afraid to play him, man. All well, right. then the opposite of that, though, is what they did with McLaurin, right? McLaurin was a standout in camp. And, and they, they decided to hide him in the they preseason. They decided to hide him for the right? first because game they didn't want anybody to know. They didn't, so they weren't worried about Listen, getting the drops out of the way. It, it, wasn't, even, got it. it yeah. wasn't even about. It, it wasn't even about they were trying to hide him because they didn't want nobody to know. We were so thin at that wide receiver position. They were scared he was getting hurt, that and they were going to have to rely on. <laughs> and they were going to have to uh, rely on Mr. Softy, Josh Dotson. I, I, I really believe that. Hmm. Hey, well, hey, while it's on my mind, man, real quick. I want to shout out the Cuzzo, man. Excuse me. The Cuzzo Jordan Whitehead, man. Hey, bro. I appreciate the football, man. You know what I mean? I appreciate the love you showed my mother and father at the football camp up there in Pittsburgh this weekend, man. And I'm going to get in, get in touch with you, bro. I appreciate you. All right. Shout out Jordan Whitehead. That's that's real. All right. Uh, Where are we at? Oh, first year. Y'all know what Jordan Whitehead is. He's safety for New York Jets. Preview uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Super Bowl champion. Yeah, I, I, when you said Whitehead, I already knew who you was talking about. Uh, hold on, didn't he get that fifteen yard penalty for giving uh Tyreek the peace sign at the end of that game? They win. Yeah, they won a Super Bowl. Yeah, Whitfield. Hey, he got it. He got a Super Bowl ring in fourteen mil. I don't care how many flags he got. <laughs> hey, so get paid, your nigga. Get paid. We got Michael's <laughs> Mark and Mark, Michael number nineteen. He's 5'11", 191 pounds. He's 29 years old. Wait, that can't be right. It's What's his name? Man is 29 years this old. Michelle. Who? This is Michelle. Who's that? Oh, Michelle. This, yeah. 
That's Sony Michelle. Mark and Michelle. Mark, it's Mark, Mark and Michelle. Michelle. That's Sony yeah, Michelle's that's brother. Michelle brother. Yeah. He's 29? Yeah. That's Sony right. Michelle's brother. He's only been in the league for one year? A couple years ago. in the Army? I'm about to say we didn't play baseball or something. Cut. I don't know what his deal is. I don't know. I don't know. But I know what his deal is. Cut. <laughs> <He got> some... <laughs> All right. Go All right. Ahead. He's got some good film. He 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 he's he stayed making plays. He was another guy that was good uh, on the deep ball down the field. Like I'm not saying he's making a squad or nothing like that, but he was a guy that if you're just looking at the film alone. He's a he looks like a pretty solid player. So Flash, let me ask you this. If anything, he'll be a solid camp guy. Flash, like Flash, let me ask you this, Flash. I didn't do my homework on that that dude. You did appreciate you for that. What film are you talking about? Are you talking about college? You talking about he was on preseason with somebody? What film are you talking about? Yeah, it was a it was a it was a def, it was a lot of college for sure. Okay. Uh, yeah, it was a lot of college for sure. A lot of college right. for sure. Yeah, so in 2020, he played with the Carolina Panthers. He, uh, 2020, he played with the Carolina Panthers. So he's a Panther. Hey, what's up, Richie Rich? Uh, two games, no stats, right? Go ahead. Um, he's on what you got. He's got some uh, Canadian Football League. He's just got a lot of, uh, you know, playing with teams but getting cut all the time. So he doesn't really have a whole lot of experience. So Camp Body, appreciate you. Kept – Catch a couple passes from uh, who's that? Who's that third quarterback? They got the big tall rookie donk. Who's that guy? Oh, uh, um, guy? Cole Kelly. Cole Kelly. Yeah, yeah. Enjoy catching Cole passes Kelly. from him in camp and all that, and then get your uh, per diem each day, and and then head on home when camp. Hey, that per diem is big, brother. Per diem, yeah, baby. That per diem is big. That, 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 that's, like, yeah, that, that's like twelve hundred dollars a, a, a week. Yeah, can't, bro. <laughs> so he has, been, he has been bouncing around. He has been bouncing around uh, in the league. He was with Philly. He had a um, he had this crazy catch at the end of a game. Um, snatched it away from the safety. He ran a post, snatched it away from the safety, took off to the end zone, uh, pounded the ground. Uh, he said he dreamed about it the day, uh, the night prior, that he would run a post catch touchdown. Um, he has bounced around to plenty, plenty of teams. I already told you he's a Panther now. All right, so as, as management, as management, as a scout, as management, you thinking, okay, this guy is a he's an older guy, you know what I mean? So he, he's a professional football player, you know, yeah. you know. So he come out, he do something in the preseason. He's not gonna make the roster, but it, that that's practice squad material. He's gonna he's gonna give you a good look when it comes to a scout team, you know what I mean? And, and if somebody gets hurt. You'll be able to put them up, bring them up on game day, or whatever in the pitch. And, and you have right confidence that, saying that you got Bruce confidence Lassie. that he ain't gonna go out there and wet the bed. Right. Right as you were saying that, Bruce came out and said, practice squad. Hey, Bruce, my guy, man. Shout out, Bruce. What's going on, baby? Hell, Kyle's the w, bro. Too, man. Cash right. Kyle. What's up? Kyle cashing them checks, bro. Kyle. So I mean it's my guy, man. All right, we're gonna get into second year wide receivers now. Oh no, we still on first years, right? We still on first years. Uh, do I have to do it? Of course I have to. This is a big year. It's a make or break year for this guy right here coming up that I'm about to talk about. Uh, he wears number two. His name's Deami Brown. He's six foot, 195 pounds, twenty two years old. Uh, out of the University of North bro. Carolina, 
12 catches last year. He mm. played in all but one game. Uh, stoner. Very disappointing rookie year, man. Very disappointing. Couldn't get separation, which was kind of his whole thing, is that he was so fast that he was always getting separation. And he couldn't separate from these uh, NFL DBs. So he's going to be maybe the fourth or the fifth receiver. He's probably not going to get a whole lot of playing time now that they drafted Jahan Dotson. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have McLaurin, Dotson, Samuel, and he's going to fight for that fourth spot with Cam Sims, the four or five spot. Uh, so I don't know. He's I don't think it's a make or break year, but he's definitely got to improve on what he did last year uh, if he wants a, a future in the NFL. I, I, I totally disagree with that. Totally disagree. Come he had on, an injury. He had an injury riddle first year. I don't care how many games he, he suited up for. A lot of them games he was hurt. Mm-hmm. You know, <clears throat> excuse me. They're grooming him. This this call. This is what you call fair development. Curtis Samuel's not gonna see a second contract unless he go out here and pull a, a Deshaun Jackson in, in these next two seasons. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So they're grooming him to replace. Or Curtis Samuels, you know what I mean. Uh, 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 as much as I love Cam Sims, and I do love Cam Sims, you know they're not gonna keep signing him the one year deals. Right. Cam is not gonna keep signing one year deals. Eventually, he's gonna go somewhere where he's gonna get some bona fide time to play. So, uh, outside of Curtis Samuels, McKinsey, and, and, and Jahan Dotson, you know, uh, I don't know if you noticed this last year. One thing about this team is they like to rotate the receivers. You know, if, if you if you on the active roster on game day as a receiver, you're gonna get some plays, and the more positive plays you make, the more plays you're gonna get. So, now it, it it is important for him to show progress from year one to year two. Now that I will agree with you on, but I like his skill set, you know, and they need to play to his skill set too, because now you got enough receivers in there that can do some things where you could just run De'Ami Brown up the sideline on deep mm-hmm. balls instead of trying to have him look like Chris Carter running the whole damn route tree. And that's what I see that they were doing with him last year. They tried to make him a route runner, and he would, he didn't even know how to get off the line of scrimmage yet. Right. My man said limited route tree. He said uh, limited. Is that my man Bruce? No, that's not Bruce. That's, that's uh, Will. One Will. Shout out Will, man. Hey, you see, man? You see what I'm saying, man? Man, these first string of dudes is good, bro. They think yeah, just they like me, bro. You know what I mean? <laughs> they are. They Come are. on, man. Hey, Come on, man. It's actually interesting to see what his 40 actually was because looking at him in North Carolina where Sam Howell was actually throwing him the ball, uh, I didn't see a speedy guy. I saw a guy who know who know how to get loose sometimes, you know, decent, like, body catcher. But I like them. Like you look at the film in North Carolina and with Washington, even though it was in limited limited time, like Paulie was saying, I was wondering if it was because he was hurt or if it was because they don't know how to utilize guys. The one thing I keep hearing y'all talk about is how they don't play guys the right way. So I think it'll be interesting to see how he progresses in the second year if he's not hurt, you know, and he's able to get that burn and they rotate guys like Paulie is saying. But on film, a really try hard guy. He, he, you know, he's gonna fight for the ball type guy. Not a speedy guy per se, but uh, I like Not him a speedy a guy. He, bro, that's what I he do. I didn't see. You know why you didn't see him? Because they had him running the whole damn route tree and a combination of 
We don't have a quarterback to get the ball out there deep anyways. Heineke so, could not get him the ball. There you go. There you go. So, okay. I mean, okay. it kind of worked. That, that deficiency kind of worked hand in hand because against of, his skills. I was, okay, which makes sense because a lot of the stuff that he – the catches he was getting was 10 yards down the field, 12 yards down the field, around the – you know what I'm saying? So it was like hey, it hey. didn't stick out that he was like a burner like that. I got something to say about this. All right. And this is what I have to say. Tyreek Hill didn't come in the league running the whole route tree, but what he had was speed to kill, right? And Andy Reid had him running routes. Like, he he might start off running this route, running this route, running this route, but Andy Reid found ways to get him the ball, right? And, and yes, he has Patrick Mahomes, but if our people just think, okay, we have a quarterback that well, doesn't have it. a good you said why can't we run him on a shorter route, get him in some space, and let him use that speed to go so then we can start to build his route tree and use him the right way? So that's why I'm so disappointed in him and in the team for not developing him. We don't no, have to get You said damaged. it, though. You said it. Who's the first name you said? Tyreek Hill. No, no, no. The first name Andy you Reed. said, Andy, Andy Reid. We got Scott Turner. I just want to say, you know what I mean? we got Scott Turner. You, you talking about Andy Reid, bro? Hey, we buddy, got Scott Turner. Can you do me a favor? Can you push that button so I can talk to a uh, football guy? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he, he handling some more business right now, bro. Okay. Offensively, defensively, it sounds like a bunch of scheme issues. Which it is. It is, bro. I'm glad you picked up on that. Yeah, that's a that's a that's problem. exactly what it is. When I hear you guys talk about how talented guys are, you got a guy in the DB who he's a he's a he's a man guy, but they're trying to play him in in, in zone. It's just like when mm. will they get it? Like you got to put the right coaches in position to, to equal some success for these players because they're professionals. They'll show up. They'll do their job, but it doesn't equal success if you don't use them to the best of their ability. Period. Facts, nothing but facts, right there. What you just said, uh, say it go. I mean, he's right. I mean, there's there's, there's not a lot to say here. Uh, There's a possibility that he was hurt last year. And, you know, like Stoner and and, and Paula Bowles said, quarterback couldn't get him the ball when he was running deep. You know, that's a factor. You know, whether we, we want to say it or not. Uh, again, it would be interesting to see whether or not he's healthy and can play in a professional. If he can do that and somebody adjusts the scheme properly, it may, may be different to you. You got a quarterback who can throw the different uh, uh, angles and, and, and back shoulders and all that stuff right there this year. So it should be different. He should respond different. And if he does, that's only quality. That's only a quality addition to the team. But now you just don't have one. You have multiple can do the same thing. And now there's no doubles at wide receiver. You know, those wide receiver, then we can run the ball. Now that we can run the ball, what you going to do? Play action. So it opens up more than everything else. So let's hope that he can do what he's supposed to do when he gets to camp at the end of this month. And we'll see. So so as, as I go back and look at this game log, right, um, I, I'm, I'm seeing exactly what all of us are trying to say. Um, uh, versus the Giants of week two, he had three catches for uh, a longer 22. He had an average of 11 and a point uh, three. Mm-hmm. Uh, versus the Cowboys in week 16, he had two targets. He had a longer 48, right? And then versus the Eagles, the following year, one catch for a longer 25. So they did send him deep a lot, and I do get it, and I do understand that too, but – by hold on, hold on. Two of those, two of those three games was was towards the end of the year when they finally got their head out their ass and figured, like, you know what? Maybe we throwing too much on his plate. Let's just do what he do best. 
Yeah. And was that the catch against Diggs in the in the end zone? Was he the guy? No, no, that, that, that was, was no Cam. Touchdown. That was Cam Sims. That was Cam Sims. That was Cam Sims. If I remember correctly, that was like a little uh, a, a skinny post that he caught. It made a good okay. catch on. All right. Mm-hmm. The next player we're going to talk about here is one that I really want to see more of. Um, this guy's on the bubble this year as well. Uh, Dax Milms, wearing number 15, wide receiver, six foot, 190, uh, 20 no second year out of BYU. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, we mostly saw him on special teams and sometimes in the slot. Mm-hmm. Hey, he's got a fight to make a roster spot this year or go to the practice squad if not cut. <clears throat> no. Uh, nah. That, that's Pauly, completely go, wrong. Pauly, go, Pauly, nah, go. nah, nah. I like what I saw from Dax Mills for a seven round pick. And I do believe he was a seven round pick last year. This man, when he stepped on the field, he played like he belonged on the field. You know, he actually, to me, I think they kind of – I understand why they, why they had well, – what's my guy? What's the little short dude out there? Uh, uh, Fitz Tragic, best boy. Uh, Humphreys. Adam Humphreys. Humphreys. I understood why they had Humphreys. They wanted a veteran presence in there. But I think at some point Humphreys was hindering the development, uh, development of some of these players. And I think Milm was one of them. But I like what I seen from Milm last year. He, uh, hey, he had he was quicker and faster than I thought he was. He played well in that slot, and, and I, I see big things from Milne this year in the slot. So I like Milne, and and he, and another player who has the ability to return punts. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely, absolutely, uh, Stoner. Yeah, I, I think that last statement right there is he is a guy who they can go to if they need to to return punts because he is kind of on the bubble. But I, I agree with Paulie that he's going to be, he's going to make the roster. He'll be the seventh receiver uh, on this squad, a sixth so got, or seventh receiver. Who you got? Who you got ahead of him? I got, I got him. I got, we got Terry, yep. Curtis, uh, J- uh, Dawson, Sims, Diami. He's six. You're right. And That's it right be, there. It stops at six. Sixth. If they if they go to seven, then you know obviously he'll he'll easily make it, but. If they don't bring anybody else in, then he's definitely their number six receiver. But Damn, like Ron don't tell, cut draft picks. But like I always tell uh, my guys on, on Ref the District, I hope Dax Milne never sees the field. Because if he does, that means your top three or four receivers are not in the game, and those are your difference makers. Right. I don't ever want to see Dax Milne playing a in the football game for the Commanders. Because that means – at wide receiver, that means okay. McLaurin's not in there, or Samuel's not in there, or Dotson's not in there. One of your difference no. makers is not on the field. I don't want to see him ever. No, he, he's going to be his his main priority as receiver will be in the slot. So you yeah, figure you figure fact. between you, you you figure that that's the slot job off the off the jump is going to either be t- between who they decide. Curtis Samuels, Samuels or Jahan Dotson. Right. So if he's on the if he's on the game day roster, you're gonna see him play. And, and pick, I heard you throwing it in there. He has a, look. This punt return job yeah. is wide open. It's wide. You know open. what I mean? That's that's gonna be a, a battle in the, in his training camp. Yeah. So if he goes out here in the preseason, he shows he can handle that position. Then then he might have just solidified his way on, on the active roster on game day. Because he's going to be on the 53. The preseason. He did he's going to be on the 53. Yeah. But what, I, what I'm saying about, about him playing is that if he's if he's the backup slot guy, and let's just say Curtis Samuel is the guy, and if Dax Milne is in there, Dax Milne's a fine player. 
he can't touch Curtis Samuel in terms of ability and playmaking ability. So if he's in there, that means Curtis Samuel's not in there. And your chances of making a play while he's in there are lessened. And so I don't want to see him in there. He's fine. He's quality. He's going to make the team, all that stuff. He's not a difference maker like the other guys ahead of him are. Yeah, how many how many years has he been in? This is this, this is going to be his second year. So there's no real way of knowing based off of the franchise and all of that if he really is a difference maker. But well, what I do I, know, what I do know is looking at he's got pretty good speed. Mm-hmm. He's good in traffic. He's good after the catch. It's so it's it's actually the punt return job sounds like something that he could make a real run at. And if he gets some burn in the slot like y'all are talking about, well, like Paulie was talking about, he's got the opportunity to at least take himself off of that bubble to where he can mm-hmm. start seeing a little more burn. So I'm like, I think with those guys, it's not enough film. It's not like an Erickson where, like you said, he's been in the league for seven years, but I mean, is is he this is he an all-timer or something, or is he just a solid, decent you know what I'm saying? Like right. pro. So I'm like, I, I think with him, just give it some ch- give it a chance because the film shows that it's at least worth putting him out there for a punt return, putting him out there in the slot for a, a couple plays yeah. with somebody that can actually throw him the ball, you right. know, like Carson right. and see what he can do. So, yeah, I, all, I, I like the kid, man. I, that's why I, said, I like this being, receiving core. All things being equal, though, do you want do you want to see Curtis Samuel or do you want to see Dax Mill? Curtis, Curtis. Samuel. Curtis. Yeah. Curtis. Well, that's, what, that's just kind of what Curtis. I'm saying. Is Curtis it, all day, absolutely. Yeah. Is it's absolutely. important to have backups and it's important for he's going to play if he's on the roster as a receiver. But I don't – I just – when he's in there, I'm like, well, we have less of a chance to score on this particular play because Curtis Samuel's on the sideline and Dax Milne's in the game instead of the opposite. Phil, you say- and that's all. It's just kind of a, a relative sort of thing. Right, Dax right, Milne, right, right. I think, is a good player, but – not as good as Curtis Samuel, so hopefully I never go, see You want to go with the proven commodity all, all over the – yeah, uh, we'll see, you know. Yeah. Babe, what you got? Okay. Uh, uh, the, the guy's a quality slot guy. I mean, you can't discount quality slot guys because, you know, there, there are some people who made some of the biggest transitions in the NFL from being slot guys who weren't over, super overly fast, super quick, you know, but a great slot guy. I mean, you are you guys already said that if you're on a starting, if you if you're active on game day, the chances are you're going to play. You know, not not saying we're saying you know the other guys are hurt, but you know you guys said if you're on an active squad, the chances are as wide receiver they rotate y'all in. The chance is going to play. You might well make sure even at the second year, this guy's going to be a quality slot guy because like Edelman, just give you an example. I'm not saying Edelman. I'm just mm-hmm. saying, just like Edelman, not overly fast, not overly tall, quick. You can catch the ball, get that seven, eight yard, sometimes break a big one. If he's going to fit that mold, that's what you want. You know, that's what you need to see. And, I, you know, the way it sounds, he could fit that mold. I got a question here. And this may not even work. I mean, it, I don't know. If you look at this. He had nine receptions, 83 yards, 9.2, a longer 22. De'Ami Brown had 12 receptions for the year, right? Mm-hmm. Like, could him and De'Ami Brown be fighting for that last receiver position? And I know you said De'Ami's four, right? 
but you could easily substitute those 12 catches for Cam Sims. Because Cam's going to Football guard. Football, football guard. I've been waiting to talk to you. Ron sir. Rivera, do not cut draft picks. <laughs> Even seventh rounders? <laughs> Even seventh rounders. Well, as long as they show guy. progress from year oh, one to goodness. two, yeah. they will make the roster. Appreciate you, football god. Football god checking, and he just answered that question for us. <laughs> and, 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 uh, and said he's when you talk about stats or measurables, I mean he's a whole three four inches over over Julian Edelman. Like you said, not saying he's him, but it's just a lot more potential and stuff that you've even just seen that could lend to him being exactly. way more useful than what we're you know what I'm saying. What we're giving him credit for, so can be potent. So, you know, I it'll, mean it'll. That's why Look I said it's the, it's just a big if over Washington yeah. this year. So with them having a, with them having a quality quality quarterback this year, you know <laughs> some of these guys stats. Did you just do that? I like that quote. <laughs> quality quarterback. <laughs> but <laughs> with them, I mean, I mean, but, but realistically, um, Winston's a checkdown guy. He, he he has been throughout his career. He'll find a checkdown. He'll find that slot guy. He'll find the running back. He's a checkdown guy first. Then he'll hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Oh, oh, Which is not a checkdown guy, man. Which is not a checkdown guy. No, 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 no. See, you get confused. You get confused. You get no, no. You get confused because in Philly, he threw to the tight end a lot. He threw to the tight end a lot because the tight ends was his best weapons with Ertz and Goddard. So he's not a checkdown guy. He's he's I'm gonna go to my best guy. Guy. There you go. He's he's he's. Football guy, football guy, uh, football guy, uh, want to ask you a question. Is Wentz a deep guy or a check down guy? Football guy, football guys, he's he's gone. Okay, all right. Well, we're going to get to our <laughs> next wide receiver at the four year mark. Um, number 17 in your programs, number one in your heart. He's mm. uh, six foot 210, 26 years old, fourth year out of the Ohio State University. I said it, the Ohio State University, he just got a bag. Um, but he's not in the top 100 players. I can't explain it. He's got highlights on SportsCenter. He's arguably the third best wide receiver in his class, even though he was a third-round pick. We're talking about Terry McLaurin here, Stoner. Um, go. I mean, there's not a whole lot that you can really say that it hasn't already been said. He's the face of the franchise. He's everything that you would want from a football player. I'd want him to marry my daughter, right? Cause he's a classy human being. There's everything about him that you absolutely love. Uh, he, maybe there's some disrespect around the league. I don't get too caught up in that because all I care about is what he does for my team on a weekly basis. He stays healthy. He works hard. He's, contested catches guy he's got speed he can run all the routes he's tough he'll go over the middle and catch a tough a third down pass yeah catch some hospital balls he'll he, he does everything he's the complete package that every team needs and especially this team needs so i'm glad they got him locked up and, and you just there are not enough superlatives in the world to uh, to give to Terry McLaurin. He's everybody should have one on their team. Not the Cowboys. And except for the Cowboys. They never have one like that, that's for sure. 
They've never. They've never. Maybe we got to go back to Starback, maybe. Well, I, I can honestly say or, I, I've like met CD. I, I met CD Lamb, and I'm telling them, do not sign an extension. Come <laughs> up to Washington as soon as possible and team up with Terry McLaurin. I've said this guy. to his face. I've said this to his face. You can forget about it. Now that Dak <laughs> is getting older, I think he's starting to listen to me. I've told him, listen, Dak is on his about last leg, so come on up to Washington. All right, go ahead, Ant. He's getting a bag. You can hang it up. Yeah. This is my question. He is. Um, so compare. Let's compare him to Santana Moss. What's the difference? I think Moss is faster. I think Moss Moss got that get behind you speed when I want to, and Terry has that. I'm gonna get behind you because you don't think I'm as fast as I am. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I, I listen. He's good at everything, you know, and he's just a solid player. Like he's the guy I was hoping that he got the money. He he deserved the money. I know we can get into what the players actually deserve versus what the what the franchise is gonna pay, but I've never not heard somebody not say what Stoner said in a nutshell. So solid player. He's gonna be the number one guy. Hopefully he has the stuff around him to make that receiving core be what it could possibly be. But there's there's nothing much you can say. He's a solid player. Solid player. Get the hell out of here, man. He's better than any receiver y'all got right now. You're smoking drugs. Uh, I ain't smoking no drugs. <laughs> yeah, Who y'all got, man? Either. I won't agree with you there. No, I agree with that, bro. CD Lamb got a, a a lot of talent, but he's not a complete package. Terry's the complete package right now, bro. You know what I mean? No, no, come on, man. And, and Stoner, Stoner, you my guy. Don't ever in your life disrespect the playmaker like that, bro. Dallas, come on, bro. I don't like them. I don't like that star neither. But I'll never disrespect the the, the player that the playmaker was, man. Shout no, out to I you. No, I wasn't saying the player. You know I, mean? I was saying the whole package. Yeah, so he's the whole package, bro. He's the whole package. He's the whole package. Yeah. With all his, uh, his with all only his, thing, uh, only thing, that, only thing that matters is what happens on the field. On yeah. the field. That dude, uh, uh, Irv, Michael Irvin was a monster. You know I what I mean? So don't, 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 I, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't care how good a Samaritan right. Terry McLaurin is. All I care about is what's happening on, on, on that field. I agree. And, and on that field, don't ever disrespect Michael Irvin like that, bro. Right. You know what I mean? I don't like that star neither, but come on, bro. Uh, uh, yo, Irvin was that dude, bro. Come For on, sure. man, the playmaker. Oh, we lost. Uh, Pauly, no, I'm I'm here. Uh, we you you talked about Michael Irvin. Can you talk about Terry McLaurin? Everything Stoner said. <laughs> Everything Stoner said. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I need to uh, clip these reels up right here. Yeah, highlight package. Nah, said, man, yo, Stoner. listen, listen, listen. Uh, only thing I need, see, Terry is like an 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 enigma though, for real, and it's only because. The quarterback play has been so shoddy in his time, been so inconsistent. You know, we don't know. We can look at his talent and say his ceiling is this, but we don't really know. We don't is really he, know if his ceiling is he already at his ceiling. Right. You that's know what right. I mean? So that's, right. that's I think that's that's what we'll find out, you know what I mean, about Terry this year is what is his actual ceiling. And but I think he's gonna have a good year this year, man. And it needs to start out early in the season. You know what I mean? I don't. I don't mean force force the ball to him a hundred times because you feel like you got a quarterback right. with a cannon back there or whatever. But I think we're really gonna see the best 
and the true Terry McLaurin is here. Facts. Same. I actually think he's going to – his numbers are going to be very similar to this past year and maybe even a little bit less, but his numbers are going to be – More impactful in a more impactful, impactful way. That's I right. got you. I got you. We he's is not going gonna to be having to make those ridiculous catches along the sideline or jump balls in the end zone. Or, you know, like we talk about those medicine balls across the middle. Versus Tampa. That, yeah. Hey, but look, look you're not talking have- bad about that. Points. But it's not wrong with that. If, if he's one-on-one, give him a chance. Throw it up there because he's showing you he'll go up there and get it. And right, that's right. the same thing. That's the same thing we was talking about with um, Jahan Dotson. You know what I mean? So that that's a that's a that's a skill set that's an advantage to you. So I'm yeah, not, I don't sure. have no problem putting him out there one on one with somebody. Now I don't want to throw it up to him one on three. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Say it. What you got? Oh, uh, yeah, man. McLaurin got his bag. He got a legitimate quarterback. No one should be outstanding this year. If he have a drop all this year, then you know the excuses on him. Because nah, he got a guy. The got a, he got a guy. They got a guy who can throw on the ball. They got a guy who gonna, who who's already in there. You know, getting the, getting the, getting the, uh, uh, the plays together, the offensive tempo together. So they should be ready to go. They should be ready to rock and roll at the beginning of the season. I think yes, McLaurin should have a better year this year. And one of the things he don't have to worry about is them making sure they sign him properly. They were supposed to. So that's one headache off in his head. He should be free to get out there and run those routes. You know, mm-hmm. precision. Catch, I'm out of there. So that's yep. what I expect to see out of him this year. All right. Uh, I think I skipped a wide receiver. In Curtis the- Samuels. No. Um, Harmon. No, no, no. Um, you got a few of them there. Yeah, I you think got I the Cam Sims yeah. and the. I, you skipped a few of. Them. I yeah. you, was, you, was no. so, you was so anxious to get the McLaurin. I, yeah, I went through. I, I went through. I went through my. <laughs> no, he right. Tell him again, said. I went through by. Tell him again, said. But Allen. Kelvin Harmon. He Harman. wanted to show that jersey off so bad. Kelvin Harmon, number, <laughs> number 13 in your programs. He's 6'2", 25 years old, second year out of North Carolina State. Kelvin Harmon, um, what can we say, man? Everybody has so many hopes for Kelvin Harmon. We want to see this guy succeed. We want to see him take take this thing on, man. Um, he, he shows us flashes. He shows us enough to keep us intrigued. Mm-hmm. But then when, when it's time to, you know, perform and do those things, Kelvin, he gets hurt. Kelvin gets hurt, man. So, um, Stoner, Kelvin. No, we, we, what are you saying, man? He got hurt in the offseason. <laughs> when he got when he got to play in his rookie year, he showed all the potential he had as a player, and I thought he was a pretty good player. I'm not yeah. saying he was Pro Bowl level, but he was solid for what he was doing, you know. So, and then he got hurt. Then you had a, a coaching uh, change, a new yeah. regime come in, so he wasn't afforded that same luxury of what it was going to wait on him. Obviously, they must have seen something that they liked in him because they brought him back. You know what I mean? So, but he's fighting the uphill battle. Special teams, not special teams player, but practice squad player. He's gonna be that player like I talked about the the, the uh, um your boy brother. Uh, uh, we talked about your boy brother. That's twenty nine. Sonny Michelle, brother. Now he has a better opportunity to be on the practice squad in case someone gets hurt or you know or somebody comes down with an ailment on game day. They can call him up and he'll get a spot because he could play all three. Receive, I mean. He could play all the receiver spots, you know. So he is that army knife. Yeah, he's the army knife. Uh, so practice squad. He's a practice squad guy. Yeah, 
Yeah, I agree. He's probably a bubble, a bubble guy yeah. for, the, for that last. He won't make spot. the fifty-three. Yeah, he won't make the fifty-three. But he definitely, if if he wants, because like I said, these players have these choices and, and these choices uh, to accept the practice squad position or not. Sure. He might he might want to go to another team where you know, like Atlanta, where where the receiver position is thin. You know what yeah. I mean? So or maybe but, Dallas. Or maybe know. Dallas. Yeah, no receivers down there. Yeah, yeah. Limited you know, roster. So, well, Man, y'all hopefully. love us so much. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's get on to uh let's move that, that was Kelvin Harmon. Let's move on to uh Pauly, watch watch football guard come back. Cam Sims, number 89. He's 6'5, 220, 26 years old, fifth year out of Alabama. He played with Tua and all those terrible things. And um hey boy. Hey, hey boy. Hey, hey, say it got something to say about this guy right here. Hey boy, you you, you 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 skipping, you skipping. I know, I know you 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 doing it again, brother. You doing, you doing it again, uh, Gandy Golden. He's moving the tight end. He's yeah. listening to the wide receiver. Hey, they got him listening okay. to wide receiver. Yeah, he's going to tight end. Yeah, he's okay. he's been moved. To tight end. They got him listening to wide receiver, bro. Thank I told you. I, they I, do have him listed. This is on y'all website. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they got him listed. They got him hey, listed, but he's moving to tight end. We've already proven we're not real good at uh, keeping our <laughs> websites up yeah. to date. Here, I mean, so. we talked about that earlier. So <laughs> yeah. We got we got mistakes everywhere. Hey, yeah, yeah. Got, hey, I got the man written all down and everything. Make sure he about to do his thing. Wait a minute, let's yeah. get somebody else. Okay, uh, yeah. Cam Sims, <laughs> Alabama. Tell us uh, about when he played against Georgia. <laughs> uh, he was limited in role. Because he won't, he won't one of the top flight wide receivers that Alabama had at the time. But Cam Sims did make plays. He made plays while he was there when, when he had the opportunity to make plays. You know, uh, matter of fact, he should have at least one ring, if I remember correctly. Mm. Uh, uh, this is fifth year. Yeah, he should have at least one ring. And matter of fact, the yeah. one ring was against Suggs, but he didn't catch the ball. That would be Smith, who caught that ball as a rookie over in Philadelphia for a touchdown to beat Georgia in Atlanta. But we're not getting into that. But anyway, uh, he got some burn, you know, in college. I mean, he did. He made he, he made he made some big catches. NFL wise, he had some well, up and he down. Doing it. He's making the catches. He's starting to oh. show. He it's about time. You know, he he, yeah. he you know he he, he ran on the on, on the bubble of another contract, didn't he? Yeah. Man, y'all know what the hell you talking about. He on the bubble of another contract, but I think he, he is. Cam, I remember Cam, he was Cam Sims. And, but uh, uh, from, he, from he should. He, he, I'm just I'm just messing with. You. He should be fine, man. He, he he gonna show up, man, and as long as he can do what he's supposed to do and match up with the rest of these guys, he gonna be great. Continue to catch the ball, continue to 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 go man to man out here and do what you're supposed to do, and you'll be straight. He's our I know Cam, I know I know him, I know him from Alabama though. You know. Uh, what you got, Stoner? I'm a down play. I've never seen a guy go from the practice squad to the 53 so many times as Cam Sims has. I think he's done it six or seven times that they've moved him up and down. But that also means that they trust him, that they can bring him in on a given, you know, on a moment's notice to come in and, and make plays on game day. I like Cam Sims. I think he's a very good – I mean, he's a good receiver. He deserves like that fifth spot to come in and spell guys every once in a while. Um, he's a big guy. He can make those contested yourself. catches. Uh, I'm a big Cam Sims guy, and I think he'll be uh, the fifth receiver on this team. Number five. And uh, and 
what's what helps keep him on the team is that he is a special teams guy. Now he's not a the return guy. No, but he plays on all the all teams. The teams. He, he does, does the kickoff, the kick return. He does the punts, the punt returns. Those guys are super valuable. Yep. You know, ask ask the Doc Walkers and and guys of that. Brian Mitchell's. Yeah, those hey. guys are super valuable when they can do more than one thing. When they can do special teams and fill a receiver position as well. That you don't, you know, like a Troy Apke. All he does is special teams. Those guys, you know, those guys are always on the bubble because they're not necessarily good at playing the other position. position. But Cam Sims is a is a good receiver and plays special teams. Very valuable for for Rivera, who likes those guys who can do multiple things. Hey, so so Stoner Paulie, I'm, I'm asking y'all to this. Cam, hold Sims, on, hold on. Oh, God, but Cam Sims, when we talk about all these other people need to get into these return lines and things like that. Let's just say uh, Cam Sims, we just saying Cam Sims is safe. He's comfortable in that fifth wide receiver spot, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Yes. No, 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 no. I think. Well, you, about, you, you about to move on or something? No, 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 no. We're not moving on yet. I'm, I'm coming. Oh, okay, okay. Okay, but good. I, I, wanted to, I wanted to get your opinion. Cam Sims safe in the number five spot. Paulie. He's safe on the roster. He's the number three receiver to me. Okay. I, I'm coming. To He's the right third out. best receiver. He's the third. Is is Terry McLaurin? It's Curtis Samuels, and then it's Cam Sims. Everybody else he's talking about Haven't hasn't anything. hasn't proved anything. Hasn't arrived. Yeah. And, and you notice when Cam's when they started giving Cam time last year, you know, start making plays. He man. was always he was making plays. He productive. The year before that, yeah, when he was basically ago. when he was basically the number two receiver. You see this dude progress okay. through the season, yep. and he was a he was a factor. He was a factor against in Pittsburgh. He was a factor against Carolina. He was a factor against Tampa Bay. You know what I mean? So to me, he's the third best receiver on this team right now. He's a professional receiver. He's productive. You know, he's a um <clears throat> excuse me. He like Stoner said, he's a special team standout guy. Like, come on, he he wasn't making that roster, but he was doing his thing on special teams to keep him in that organization to keep him on the roster or game. How many times that's how how many times during game day you seen uh, right before the game that Cam Sims got pulled up to the active roster. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So like I said to me not, not not the number 5 spot. He's actually the third best receiver on this team. And sometimes that's why it just pays to be able to do that. Like you have somebody like Paulie and somebody like Stoner that are making these big cases for this guy definitely being on a roster where you guys have seen the consistency and what he's done, where when I look at him, I say he's the biggest, the tallest receiver y'all got by far. He mm-hmm. knows how to use his body, not mm-hmm. fast, but mm-hmm. guys like that are, if they're going to make the roster, they're going to try hard. They're going to, you know what I'm saying? They're going to be able to be Swiss army knife in some ways, being able to be special teamy. I, I think if I think if all the receivers show up and play good, I'm not so sure that he's the third guy, but definitely somebody like you said that's in the rotation. So I he I ain't gonna lie, he wasn't that impressive to me, but I don't see all the stuff that he does on a normal basis, like you said, the special team stuff and you know, just the intricacies of playing throughout the game. So well. No, I hear you. He, he's not going to look impressive to somebody who don't follow the team. 
because they right, wasn't right. giving him they wasn't giving him the opportunities he should have had. Now, like I said, if you was watching him two years ago, you'd have been like, "Oh yeah, next year he's really gonna take off." You got him and McLaurin, and then he, you know. But like his problem is, and it's not a problem. It's it's a problem with this damn organization. Is is politics? He's getting caught up in politics where they giving people jobs instead of letting them earn their job. Yeah. Because if you look back, who earned the job? That man earned the job. Like it should have been his job to lose as the number two wide receiver. We should have been opening up the season last year, and De'Ami Brown was de facto already your number two wide receiver. And he can't even get off the line of scrimmage. You know what I mean? When Cam has already learned this and learned how to do all of this. You know what I mean? So that that's his problem is that he get, get got caught up in the politics of the coaching staff. To your point. To your point, you keep saying Ron Rivera doesn't cut draft picks. That shouldn't always be the case. We, we shouldn't know that that's. No, yeah, and, he was, and, he, and, and, hold on, and, and he wasn't even a Ron Rivera free agent pickup. He was a Jay Gruden free uh, free agent pickup. Yeah, you shouldn't. That something like that shouldn't be that distinguishable, you know, because then that goes to show that he's already going to he he could play a bigger role, but gets pushed down the line because there are guys who got drafted, and he's going to stand by those guys. So right. Yeah. Listen, you wanna you wanna win or you or you wanna try to look good? I'm gonna win before I'll be the ugliest dude out here, but I'm winning. You know what <laughs> I mean? I only care, you know what I mean? So the, the, yeah. and, and we talked about this the last time we talked about position players with the whole Bobby McCain situation. I'm I'm tired of I'm tired of this. You signing the player or you draft the player and you giving them a position. All 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 they they already penciled in as a starter. Like, nah, man, you gotta go out here and earn this stuff, you gotta man. Earn it. And, and that goes a long way with the team, too. Facts. You yeah. know, come on, man. We've been through this. We've been through this before. Accountability. RG, they... RG3, Kirk Cousins, 2013, 2014. We've been through this before. Mm-hmm. Much as I love RG3, 2015, he wasn't the best quarterback on the team, but they were trying to give him a job. All right, here we go. Number 10, Curtis Samuels. He's 5'11, 195 pounds. He's 25 years old. Six year. He's in his sixth year out of Ohio State. Uh, he got a bag last year to come up here from Carolina. Um, the the team, they had him. They knew what worked for him, what didn't work for him. And yeah, he didn't see the field last year. This is a big bounce back year for, for Curtis Samuels to actually try to play in every game this year. Um, mm. keep this guy healthy. But the one thing that he does bring is a a, a dynamic style. Um, when you bring him in, you can actually versatility. Vers- yeah, versatility. You could you could put him and uh, uh, McKissick on the field at the same time and switch them to and, and find a mismatch that you really really like. Right? You could put Curtis in the backfield, put McKissick at wide receiver, and now who's that linebacker going to go cover? And we know what your defense is now. Uh, is how is this team going to use him, Stoner? On you, God, I sure, I sure hope he's going to be healthy this year. Uh, a, a big warning sign to me in OTAs was out of the six OTAs, he didn't practice in three of them, if I remember correctly, just because yeah. they wanted to be careful with him. Yep. I mean, you got guys who have had worse injuries than a than a what did he have a hernia? Yep. Is that what it was? Yep. For the entire season that that basically hampered him for the whole season, and now they're still being safe with him with a hernia? I mean, that's a huge red flag. 
Now I do have a source and, and I'm kind of serious about this, that I have, I have a source that has said that he got his bag and he just doesn't love football. And that's what's really behind all of this is that wow. he, he just he doesn't want to put in the what it takes to become great because he got his contract. Uh, so I think there's a little bit more than just the injury issue with him. So that's alarming uh, to me. And I hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, go back, say that again. Who'd you talk to? Go back, say that again. I missed that. What you say? You're not giving the source up. No, I'm not giving the source up. Uh, no, you, uh, so you say you talk to somebody. You ain't got to get a source up. I'm yeah. saying that's what you say. You talk with somebody. Yes. No, man. I don't care what somebody say. But I'm, I'm gonna say this much about it. A lot of that was on the coaching staff also, also, because the man should have surgery from the jump. They try to they try to patch him up uh, again. Politics. You want to well, look you good? Know that he didn't. Or want you want to win? I, hey, listen. You want to look good or you want to win? The man, uh, even, even if he didn't want the surgery, he wasn't 100%. You shouldn't have been putting him on the field. He can't dictate going on the field. You know what I mean? They shouldn't have been putting him on the field. Because every time he went on the field, he got hurt. He re-injured himself. Not, not, it wasn't never a different injury. He was re-injuring himself. And this was going on since last minicamp with this guy. Right. Now, now, to say what? To say what you're saying, now, let's go past the injuries, he stay healthy, he's the type of player that he's going to take a position from somebody, especially in that running back, that running back, that running back position mm-hmm. where uh, 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 Patterson's going to have to watch out. You know what I mean? Like, because yeah, he's not long for this roster. Yeah, yeah, because he can play running yeah. back. He's interchangeable. You know yeah. what I mean? So, if hey, healthy, look, if healthy, look, he's he a dynamic have, weapon. He just have to earn that contract. That's all. That's yeah. all, man. And, and, and look, I, I hear what you're saying about your source and all that. You know what I mean? But you you, you can't judge a player's heart. You can't just say, well, he got his money and now he, 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 you know, he packed his bags and went home. Because if that's the case, he wouldn't have been trying to play if he was hurt, as you was trying to say. You know what I mean? So we'll see. Hopefully he'll, he'll stay healthy this year. Hopefully. But I didn't have no problems with him actually sitting out, you know, them, them, in them OTAs because at this point, you want to make sure he's 100% healthy when when that, when that training camp starts. That training camp is when you start, start revving him up. When the season starts. But uh, I think he better read No, damn that. Damn, damn when the season starts, when training camp starts. Yeah, because look, because training camps is where you're going to get your real, your sores and your little bumps and bruises, bruises and stuff. Yeah. yeah, so by the time the season starts, you want to be callous to all that stuff and be yeah. ready to go. I feel you, but they, they better start reading that fine print of these NFL contracts. They are not guaranteed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no that's, man, that's that's the hey, thing. but the guaranteed part of it is real good, man. Yeah, it is. The the funny thing is, <laughs> Paulie, Paulie, Paulie's the only person I know that's like Stephen A. Smith says he has a source, and he's like. Yeah, forget your source. It's like no, that's good. Like that's on good authority. I, I would like to believe Stoner. I, it's unfortunate. I'll say this because when you look at him on, if you look at him, he of all these receivers, uh, even a little bit more than McLaurin at times, stuck out on film the most. Mm-hmm. He's got a Debo Samuel type of run after the catch, like just plays gigantic, man. To be 190 or whatever he is. And that's the and players like that, 
I, sometimes I don't even think it's that they they don't want to. I think you can lose the heart, man, because you get tired of having to, you know, play through injury and things of that nature. You know, I, I disagree with Paulie in that regard because it's like sometimes these guys know that their best bet is to stay on the field because the money's not guaranteed. You know, it's it's those type of things that you're having to deal with, you know, from the, from the NFL. It's what have you done for me lately? He gets a hernia surger, surgery early and sits out. His spot's gone. You know, so even though you can stick behind draft picks and things of that nature, you got to be on the field to, to remain relevant, period. Look at look at Carson Wentz. You know, he, he spent the rest of his life chasing Nick Foles' goals for mm. that exact reason. So I can't I, I can't say I can't blame him for not getting a hernia, hernia surgery, but it is a red flag that you went through all of this and they're still, you know, handling you with kid gloves. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I would love to see this guy healthy, though, even though it might not spell good well for my team. I would love to see this guy healthy to see what he could do when you actually get him out there with a solid quarterback. Without, he didn't have that. You can't say he had that in Carolina either. Not only, but a solid quarterback, but yeah, he did whoa, a solid whoa, he wide did receiver. A solid quarterback in Carolina. Who? Cam. Yeah, he did. He played with Cam for his first couple of years. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Well, uh, no, 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 but what I'm saying is his best season, it wasn't even about the quarterback. It was about the scheme and how they was using him. And that was with Teddy when Teddy Bridgewater was, was there. Yo, they had two receivers go over 1,000 yards that year. He was, and, and he wasn't one of them. He was the third guy because he was their Swiss Army knife. You yeah. know what I mean? He was a slot guy. He yeah. was a running back guy. He remember that game against us? He busted on like a 60-yard yard run down oh, the sideline. No, we couldn't, couldn't stop that dude. Yeah, so it wasn't even about the quarterback play. It was about how they was using him, and that's exactly how we need to use him. You know what and I mean? We, we we need to have a one-two punch with him and J.D. McKiskey in those roles. Curtis Samuels has never been a 1,000-yard wide receiver. Right? Yeah, I said that. If that, you that, use that, him yeah, as a Swiss had, knife, you don't yeah. – yeah. Yeah, Only they, they, the elite Carolina, of the elite are gonna be able to do that. Carolina, so, Carolina so if he has seven fifty and seven fifty, seven touchdowns or something like that. That's a great season for him. Yeah, Carolina smartened up, and they was like, you know what? Let's let's use his abilities and not just stick him out there on that island out there. You know what I mean? Because like I said, they had two thousand yard receivers that year. He wasn't one of them. He was the right. third guy. He was the third guy. And he finished that year with eight hundred and his well, his best year was eight hundred fifty one yards. Uh, he had three touchdowns receiving, and that same year he had uh, two hundred yards rushing. Mm-hmm. How many he touchdowns? Had, he had two touchdowns. He had two touchdowns rushing. Two so touchdowns rushing. Five oh. touchdown season. That's uh, not bad. He, That's not bad. He has he hasn't come. Close at all to double-digit receiving touchdowns. Look, he has six, and that's his highest there. I said, uh, I said, Jared Patterson. He was the reason why they. He was the reason why they dumbasses was like was dragging their foot on J.D. McKinsey when he went to Buffalo. But they figure, okay, he signed with Buffalo. We got we could throw Curtis Samuels into that role. Hmm. You um, know what I mean? It, it, go ahead. What you about to say? No, I was saying that's a that's a thought. I was saying, yeah, right. yeah. No, I'm, I'm telling you because that's basically he the role he played in Carolina. And his most productive season. So that's why they was dragging their foot on the whole JD McKissick thing the whole time. Until JD's age is like, look, my, my man don't want to go nowhere. 
I mean, what's going on? Just offer him the same deal, which wasn't a bad deal. So it, it, he'll come back. So, but that's why they was dragging their feet on that JD McKissick thing because they figured we got Curtis Samuels, and it's the role he basically did in Carolina and excelled at. Facts. Say it. Yeah. Um, um, seeing that I got to watch Curtis Samuels twice a year. Uh, yeah, once you did. In Atlanta, once in Carolina, he made he made some big catches, man. They, there, there are a few mm-hmm. highlights where he's going across the middle and he threw the ball in between three, three people, three DBs, you know, with two DBs and a safety, and he jumps up out between the three and snags the ball out. So the talent is there, you know. Uh, can he re-energize himself to get back to what he was before? Because you know, like uh, uh, Ant said earlier, you know, they use him similar to to. Uh, to the old boy in San Francisco, you know, Debo. Debo. You know, Debo. he ran the ball, he caught the ball, he played a little bit in slot. Hey, sometimes they went to the, the the Wild Panther, and he called him. He, he was a quarterback, you know, so he did a little bit of everything. Wildcat. Uh, he called yeah. him Wild Panther. Wild, wild <laughs> Panther. That's what they call him in Carolina. The Wild Panther. The wild Panther. I don't know why. That's what they said. They said Wild, the wild Panther. Panther. But wow, I mean, man. I mean, he did, he did some of everything, uh, you know. Nah, bro. So it just, it just, him, him being able to get on the field and, and you know, <laughs> can he apply that to you guys what he did there? Can they bring, can they bring that, that out of him again? But if, if what Stoner said right. is true, you know, that, you know, he don't have the love for the more, I mean, ain't nothing you can do about that. You know, he, yeah. he, I, he may not make it back there. I hope that he finds that love. He got no and Paulie, you uh, Paulie, you can't say that that's totally off only because we see this all the time. It's a lot of guys that we see by what they do, the not diving on balls, the not hustle plays. You know, man, the man was hurt. Guys, hold on, the man was hurt. No, no, no. Did I'm, not saying, I'm not disrespecting. No, no, no. I, I, you say we see it all the time. Yeah, but I, I'm right, not right. talking about all the time. I'm talking about with this particular player when he was on that field. The, the two, the one and two and a half games he played. He was making plays. That was the, the Atlanta game. Atlanta every time game. he took, every time he touched the ball, it was the first down. What you know what I mean? Atlanta, that's, that's that's not we that's that's not that's not what we were talking about. That's, we weren't down there. No, you talking about not having the love to play and blah blah blah. I, I, I mean, understand lot, that, but what, what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, what I see on the field. That's all I care about is what I see on the field. You know what I mean? You can have all the sources you want to, but the source don't know. I'm talking about what you see on the field. I don't know the source. Was the source in Carolina with him? And the source came up with the, uh, came up to the team from Carolina too and seen the difference in him? Or he just seen an attitude or something he has? I don't know. So I'm not gonna just say I'm not gonna just, you know, stamp my stamp my fist on what the source is saying and saying that's one honey. You know what I mean? No, that's just me. I mean, you know, you you know, you can believe who you want to believe and he said this and she said that, but I'm gonna just take by what I see on the field. What about this? What about uh can the captain in the room find help him find that passion for the game so them two can go out and dominate this year and show everybody that Ohio State is wide receiver you? How about that one? What how about that? How about the captain? I don't say that. What are you talking about, bro? Uh, I'm trying to earn up some brownie points. You still sleeping on the couch tonight? 
No, a plea. <laughs> <laughs> no. Hey, can we can we not look over my dig that I just did for for Atlanta? Yeah, we, we can't look over Curtis. it. I, no, no, yeah, no. Hold on. Let me right say right it again. Right it wasn't hard to make plays. We can't look over that dude. Jump right over. Jump right over. We can't look over that dude. Jump right over. Jump right over. Jump right over like it wasn't there. Jump right over like it wasn't there. I think he has made that joint too. He was like, ooh. Hey, we was like, eh? Hey, Stone, I'm right on this. The last wide receiver is Eric. I'm sorry, Alexander Erickson. Or yeah, yes. Erickson, right? Last wide receiver, and thank you, Stoner, for uh sticking in here with us. He's number 86. He's uh six foot, 195 pounds, 29 years old, seventh year out of Wisconsin. So this guy is basically a special teamer. We signed this dude right here for his special teams ability. And I believe what Holly is saying right now, but somebody's gonna have to force them to make a decision between the old guy or the young guy. For this dude to be cut, yeah. Paulie, go, go, Paulie, go. Cut. <laughs> I don't think camp, he is. Camp, I personally camp, don't think he is. Camp body. He, I mean, he ain't making fifty three. Fifty three stops at, at six. They they got there's too much. It's too much versatile versatility mm. at the wide receiver position, or, or with, with the top six. You know, you got guys that can do. You got slot guys. You got outside guys. You got special team players. You got punt returners. You know what I mean? Like, like I said, these, these other receivers, they're gonna have to be, they're gonna have to show, they're gonna have to flash and like really flash, like almost dominate their opponents, you know, in spurts. They ain't gotta be consistent because you you know, you, you're only probably gonna get maybe three or four, three possessions, maybe, you know what I mean, in in a in a in a preseason rotation to do that. So, but they fight he's fighting for a practice squad squad position. So that's what I'm saying, he, he's cut. That's not a name we we should be looking forward to hear during the season. Yeah, Stoney, you say you don't want you don't want Dax Milms on the field. You don't want to hear that. I don't never want to hear Elijah Alexander on the field again. That means all hell put the shit at the receiver That's right. position. That's right. <laughs> I, I, remember that. I remember that. Game. And, I mean, it's you can't necessarily think, say that it's definitely going to happen, but this is very similar to when they signed DeAndre Carter in the off season last year as a return guy and everybody was like well i mean who really cares about deandre carter he's a journeyman type player and who knows if he's actually going to make the team and then he was a very surprising make of this team as the seventh receiver slash hunt and kick returner last year so this could be a very similar deal with erickson that he'll be the last receiver slash Kick okay. and punt returner, and I'm a counter that. Like, and I'm a, and I'm a counter that stoner with. If they let DeAndre Carter go because yeah. he didn't end the season as a seventh, the seventh receiver, he was right. basically the third, the, the the number one slot guy towards the end of the year, the number one slot dude, and and, and, and at times the number two receiver. You know what I mean? Um, next next to Terry. So mm -hmm. if they were if they was comfortable enough to let him go. You know what I mean? They're not going to bring another guy in there to say, let's find another DeAndre Carter. Yeah. Because they, they felt like, hey, we got enough guys right here at, at these at these six players where we can let him go. So yeah. I, I hear what you're saying. In theory, that sounds good. But they finally started layering at this receiver position. So this is not the position where you got a good chance to have a good uh, 
a good uh, preseason, special teams or not, and make this roster. I'd really like to see Dax Milne uh, really step up and take over those return duties so that you don't have to worry about a seventh receiver slash returner and that Dax Milne can be the sixth guy and be the returner and you can use that roster position somewhere else on the O-line or D-line or whatever. I think that's what's going to happen. I hope because, that uh, I think that's what happened. I, I was impressed with Dax Milm last year. I mean, he really shot me with, with his ability. And like I said, he act like he belonged there. Sure. That means like, like he, he wasn't wet in the bed. You know what I mean? He acted like he belonged on that roster. He belonged on the field. So yeah. I, I think that but will take, take that over that, those return duties, though. That's the big question. Yeah, that's the because you're right. It, it's, a, it's, it's a different caliber of bullet in the in mm-hmm. regular season than it is in the preseason. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and I thought he handled himself well at that return spot in the preseason. But yeah, you're right. Can can he do it when it when it when it when it really counts? So you won hundred on that one. I give you that one. Um and special teams is pivotal. And you can never not have enough good guys to fill those type of roles. So that's why you could be seven years, not be the most electrifying, but still have a solid spot on the team because mm-hmm. we know we can count on you to do a fair catch in the right situation or, you know, be a gunner, whatever that may be. So I definitely don't see him as, you know, making a, a, a real viable spot for receiver. But then after all, he's going to – he may actually lose his spot to my guy, you know, the rookie, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, that I got my $50 bet on with Stoner. So – so we'll see. Who, who I already forgot. Is that Ezra? Who's your guy? Ezra? Who, yeah. Who's your guy? I'm making the case of my Jacquez guy Ezra here. Who? Jaquez Ezra. Jaquez Ezra. And he's got to be on the 53, right? Not not a practice. Who, 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 who is Jaquez? He's a yeah. wide receiver. Jaquez, exactly. that's the guy from uh, Howard and uh, Sam Houston State. And Sam Houston. Oh, the first dude we talk about. Yeah. Look, yeah, yeah. I don't even know who he was. Well, I do know, bro. I do gotta know. That's my squad. You know what I mean? Like I said, practice squad. All right. Practice uh, squad counts. Hey, Stoner. Like, oh, I ain't got no. Hey, hey, I take some hold on. I take some action on that. What up? I'll try, I got 50 on that. I'll take some action on that one. On practice squad? Okay, no, 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 no. I wanted to say Sam with Stoner guy. No, no, no. I got you talking about. We got twenty on. No, no, no. We got twenty on just making the team. No practice squad. That's it. Oh, hey, hey! I got some action. I got twenty on that too, bro. What? Yeah. All right. All right. All yeah, right. Okay. All right. Oh, here we go. Team, uh, I make the practice squad. Shout out, Brad they, Rivers. They got like thirteen practice squad positions now, or something, with all these yeah. new COVID rules hey. and all that. We got a question here. He says, "Uh, how many proven wide receivers?" Well, he said fifty-three, though. He said the fifty-three. Yeah, 53. How many proven wide receivers are on our roster? I think we need another veteran proven wide receiver. This no is room. Gallons of games. No uh, room, man. 713 uh, currency. Okay, so listen. Uh, proven wide receivers on our we roster. Got we, got, we got McLaurin, Samuel. We got six. Sims. And Sims. That's that's proven. That's proven. Oh, proven, proven receivers. Okay. I hear you, I hear you, but but at some point you, you gotta develop players. Yeah, you yeah. gotta find you gotta have talent and then you gotta develop the talent. Yo, who's that asking that proven. question? Who's that asking that question? Gallons of games. Who? Gallons of games. How's the game? I, I, 
All right, let me let me ask you this, sir. All right, you want a veteran receiver? Throw a name out there instead of saying you want a veteran receiver. What veteran receiver do, are you speaking of? Because usually at this point, a vet, you know, a veteran receiver, you know, nine times out of ten uh, of the quality that you're talking about, he's probably on a roster already. Now we could get a, a you know a, a a cut, you know. Now we could get a cut after the preseason, a train, you know, a training camp cut. You know what I mean? And then, you know, the final 53-day move. But what better receiver do you speak of? Yeah, Julio Jones still out there. Right, said Again, right, what right. better receiver do you speak of? And, and still owe $15 million by the Falcons. And still owe – he's having a Bobby Bonilla type day. Hey, that's what you call having a good agent. That's a good, a great agent. Bobby Bonilla, I think he got about seven more years on that million dollars. On, on, actually, on, actually, I don't know. Ant realized that uh, he was out here last week. Julio. Trying out for the Cowboys? Uh, I guess he was talking with him, but he was out here last week. Uh-oh. Nah, we don't want him. <laughs> Y'all no, actually, we don't want him. You don't want him. You don't want him. You don't want him. You don't want him. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Y'all might as well. Y'all got the rest of the Falcons on defense. You might as well add one of the offensive players. And those guys Neil slucks. Listen, hold on. This is my thing. This is my thing. He went out of his way to say he didn't want to come to the Cowboys. And then he went over there to the Titans, and he did the same old Julio be julio and He can't stay on the field. He, he a big bust, a big boom. I, I don't know about We got enough bro, 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 first of all, you don't speak for Jerry. So you can't say, you don't, oh, as a fan, you, you, you speak for Dan. I, hold on, hold on. No, I don't speak for Dan. If I speak for Dan, he wouldn't have a damn, he wouldn't be the owner. You know what I mean? But like I said, you don't speak for Jerry. You know what I mean? You speaking as a fan, but come on, he he had to say he didn't want to play for the Cowboys because of the controversy of him still being on another team, and then he has a Cowboys shirt on. You know what I mean? That, that wasn't a good look. He had to say that. And two, he didn't have he didn't have the the, uh, the autonomy, the authority to dictate what team they was going to trade him to. You know what I mean? So best hey, better hey, believe, best believe, best believe. If the Cowboys was going to give up them picks that uh the Titans gave for him or whatever it was, he would have been uh more than happy to be out there in Dallas. They all and the fact that and the fact that he's in Dallas, the fact that he's in Dallas now shows you there was real interest for him wanting to go to Dallas. But say you can agree that was last week. That was last week. Gallons and Gaines just came back. He said he said I'm not thinking of anybody particularly. He says, I just think we don't have enough proven wide receivers. Uh, 17, 17 is Samuels was hurt. Dotson will be good and is a dice shot after that. It's a dice shot after that. Uh, uh, you still left off Cam Sims right there. Um, and well, whoa. Okay. Just- I, only, I only asked you about a, a particular wide receiver because if you're going to bring in a veteran receiver with the people that you have already, you know, he has to be a guy who, number one, is going to be healthy, and number two is damn sure going to be productive. You know and what I mean? Not just a guy. He's going to take away uh, reps, and he's going to take away, and, uh, and, you know, from, exactly. the, from the guys who need to get that time to prove Exactly. And then, and then next year this time, we'll be having the same conversation about Deami. Yeah. You know yep, what I mean? So, and, yeah. and we're and – another receiver in? Yeah. Yep. I agree. That – You got to let him develop. That gets us through all of our stoner. You did get in on uh on Erickson, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, 
Yep, okay. I got it on there. So. Uh, say it. Last yeah, shot. I suppose, no, okay. no. I mean, he's he going to be a practice squad player, man. Uh, that's what I mean. That's that's what I think as well. I think he's going to be All a practice right. squad. Yo, we went extra long. We appreciate y'all, but we got through each and every wide receiver. On Thursday, we will have NBC Sports Washington's Mitch Tischler with us, and we will cover the offensive line. So we will continue to break down this roster leading up to training camp. We're not that far away. We're almost to the middle of July. Happy birthday out to my man, Ant. Uh, big shout-outs to Paulie for the July 4th birthday again. And uh, y'all know what we do. We call it the OG Classic. We get in. He's going off mute. <laughs> you see him working. You see him working. Hey, bro. Hey, bro. You laid on that one, bro. You can just let that one go. Just shout out go. to Flash. Shout out to my man Flash. Happy birthday. You know what I mean? Shout out to baby Flash. Like I said, we got them commanders uh, dance uniforms on the way. You know what I mean? <laughs> he didn't even say jerseys. He said dance uniforms. Shout out to Stoner for, for saving the day for us. We appreciate you, Stoner, for coming through. Adam, man, we got you. We got you in our prayers. Hey, make sure y'all subscribe and like to the First Spring Podcast. Check out Stoner. Burgundy, go, Burgundy and Gold Report. Burgundy and Gold Report. And check out Stoner and Nate and Trev on Ref the District. Yeah. They are uh, killing it too. Trev, uh, when is y'all next show, Stoner? Yeah, we go live every Wednesday, uh, 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Uh, check us out there. And we uh putting up content all the time. But live, 7.30 Wednesdays. And that's exactly why I don't go live on Wednesdays. Now you know. I, I'm, now I'm you not, know. I'm not going up against him, Corey. None of them. Warpath. No, we're not doing it. All right. We call it an OG classic because we get in and we get out. Paulie, hit him with it, man. Hell to the W, baby. And there you go. Go, dogs.